Hi, I'm Bill. I'm Erin. And I'm Kelsey. And I think one of us forgot who they were for a second. I was confused because I wasn't sure what order we were going in. Anyways, if you forgot where you're at, it's Nymphomercial, the podcast that reviews hentai with enthusiasm, guests, and horror, as I often experience. Just so you know, you'll experience things, but just remember... You did this to yourself. (laughs) Anyways, yes, we have Kelsey here. Kelsey, do you want to tell us who you are? Yeah, my name is Kelsey. Um, I'm a friend of Milk's uh, through a mutual friend from college. I went to college and I studied Asian studies with a focus in Japanese culture and language. And I went and taught English in Japan for two years. And I helped did some, or well, helped do some freelance translation for the podcast before. So yeah, and um, I don't know if a lot of hentai fans know this, but hentai is very strongly related to Japan. Yes. <laughs> it's the number one cultural export, yeah. don't you know? Oh, really? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but yeah, so, you, so you're qualified for this. You, uh, you you know the language. She's qualified for hentai. Yeah. You, yes. You're hentai-versed. Kind of. I mean, like... <sighs> I have the weeb qualifications, but I don't know so much about the hentai qualifications. Like, I used to be into hentai a little bit, but I've kind of fallen out of it because I guess having real life experiences with actual Japanese schoolgirls changes a person. That's not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I feel like a, even like, I guess my relationship to anime has changed a little bit because I tend to feel a little bit more gross out because like, that's my student or it reminds me of students. Yeah, so, so makes sense. You understand more of the real life experiences yes. and everything. Yeah. Um, so okay, but you you picked something out for us today. I did. So even though I say that I'm not super into hentai, there was a period where I was, and I really am into Yuri. That's girl on girl hentai. So I picked a girl on girl hentai for today called Eureka's Campus Life. I remember you were telling me, like, you did specific research to make sure that this is, like, a college, like, campus. Yes, yeah. Um, And I had known that back when I had read it, because I started reading this back in 2012, 2013. um, And I had known that it was about campus and specifically referenced college. But you and I got to talking about how sometimes people, when they localize things, will change the age. Yeah. But I did double check this in the Japanese and it is it's an all girls university. So yeah. everyone's of age, everyone checks out. <laughs> no assuming here. Done yes. background check. Yep. Yeah. So um unlike most uh guest episodes in the past, Erin and I actually know what this is. We've we've done some Yay. reading into it. Yep. Milk and, kept leading me on with itty bitty titties. No, nope. well, I saw the first few pages and thought you that's know. not enough to go off. Of. No, nope. like, <laughs> the biggest thing with this is I feel like reading through all the chapters, there's like a girl for everyone. And there is a girl that hits like every archetype that you can think of. Because this is big. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of content. Yeah. And I guess the weird the weirdest thing about it is that it's old Um like, I'm looking at when each of the chapters were uploaded to the website that we're reading it on, which is Dynasty Reader or Dynasty Scans, which is predominantly a Yuri hentai website. It's a good database for that if you're looking for girl-on-girl stuff. It's the main reason why I use it. And the first upload is from 2011, and the most recent upload is from September 8th of this year. And, like, this manga's been done for a long time, so I don't quite understand 
the gap in translation, like what's going on with the group. Well, this is fan translated. Yeah, it's fan yeah. translated, but I don't, but I mean, like, there's a big gap. Like, there's oh, decent yeah. sized gaps. And I mean, like, it seems like it's pretty consistent, but yeah, like, from Nothing when it first is... came out. And yeah, I have, um, I had the publishing info. So it was published from May 14th, 2010 to January 11th, 2013. It was serialized in a magazine called Young Animal. So yeah, it's old, but it's still being like tra fan translated. So it's kind of interesting. It's good to know there's fans are still so dedicated to <laughs> yes. it. Though I see why. Like I got to chapter eight, which is still in volume one. And like, how many volumes are there? Um, I think four or five. There's four, four five. listed on here, but there might be, I think there's five. Okay. Like, it finished, it ended, obviously, and there's a conclusion, but as far as what's translated and what's readable, like, it's up to volume four, like, the first chapter of that. When you originally read this, was it in English or Japanese? In English. Okay. So, yeah, it was kind of funny. Like, I hadn't thought about it in a long time until you asked me to be a guest, and I was trying to think of something, and then this popped up in my head and I'm like, okay, well, it'll be fun to go back and revisit it. And it didn't disappoint Yeah, so, um, at all. I definitely like this better than some of the other directions you were leaning to. Yeah. Um, now I'm curious on that. My first choice wasn't very good and it kind of sent it to milk as a joke because um, I am part of a joke furry group. Um, my you said furry? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so my boyfriend's a furry. Um, and I guess I'm kind of like a low key furry by association. For adjacent. Uh, fur adjacent. There we go. Um, <laughs> and so, so I'm in a group on Facebook that posts a lot of furry jokes and kind of makes fun of furries. And I found a manga. It's like four pages and it's not in a good direction. <laughs> so that's, that's all you have to know. And I thought yeah. it'd be funny. And then I'm like, oh, it's not long enough. So that won't be funny. Yeah, we definitely have a lot of content on this. So we're not really going to go page by page like we typically do to tell a story. Yeah. We're just going to kind of talk about the work uh, as well, as much as Aaron and I know, but also Kelsey yeah. kind of talking as a whole. like a brief summary. I mean, there's not a ton of... Yeah, well, yeah of course, story. it's like uh, where it kind of starts off. Yeah. But something, I, I kind of expected it to really just be like Monster of the Week thematic kind of episodes where it's just like starts and then things don't really continue. But I have noticed, at least for the first eight chapters, there really is kind of a developing story. And she keeps track timelines of it. So like, not in a good way though, because yeah. she was like four weeks and to this point. And then later on she goes, it's been like two months. months. But yeah. when she says like X amount of months, it's referring to a different starting point than the start of it. So you have to do math, yeah. like hentai yeah. math to figure out how long it's been going on. And it builds on itself, and I feel like, because I did read everything that was available, it definitely builds on itself and calls back to things that happened in the beginning, so it is worth reading the whole thing, I think, and it does have, it's porn with plot. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, definitely porn with plot. Yeah, it, it's got, it's got a cute story going on. Yeah. Do you want to start us off on the yeah, story? Yeah, um... Do you want me to just read the little summary that they have on the website? Oh, for? yeah. Okay. Oh, do you want to do the, the tags included too? Since oh, that's yeah, yeah, usually yeah. how we start. All right. Tags are great. I read the tags too and was like, interesting. There's there's one of them is my big favorite. Okay, oh. so it's... One of them I had a question about and I didn't look it up. <laughs> okay, okay. So Eureka's Campus Life by Harada Shigemitsu and Seguchi Takahiro. So this is done by two men. Lesbian <laughs> manga by two men. I, I, have, I have more on that later. Um, it's also known, the abbreviation for it is Yurikan, 
and the tags are college, comedy, gay for pay, lots of sex, NSFW, player, toys, and Yuri. I like that they have to tag not safe for work. You can tell that this is not a, like, hentai-specific site just for the fact that they do that, It mostly is a hentai-specific site, though, which is the reason why I find it funny. I mean, like, there are some, like, kind of fluffy, like, more, like, couple-y things that maybe don't involve sex, but I'd say, like, 95% of this website is hentai. Particularly, this (laughs) manga doesn't show like too much explicit yeah. stuff there's nudity but it kind Just of like uses pop uh, nude yeah mostly. it uses uh flowers to like censor an artistic mm-hmm. style oh i got i got i got oh, shit about okay. that too okay so let me let me get through the description <laughs> yeah, and then we'll we'll go into i have a little notes to kind of ease us into it because there's some You've got the plan. I've got the plan. And there's maybe, <laughs> like, some, like, cultural notes. Like, I want to talk a little bit okay. about, like, the background between, or of, like, Yuri manga. Because there's definitely a lot of uh, Yuri, like, visual gags in this manga. And if you know about it, then it makes it that much, like, more enjoyable, oh, good. I feel like. Because most of an infomercial is just Aaron and I shrugging about, this means something. Yeah, it's like, I feel like this is a different thing than this, but I yeah. don't know. Like, we're like, it's ghosts weird. have triangles for some reason. Oh, well, (laughs) so it's good to have someone who knows what they're talking about. All right, so the little spiel for this is Eureka attends a girls-only college with a long tradition of lesbian love, and according to rumors, she's been with over half of the 10,000 girls who attend the school. This rumor is mortifying to Eureka and seriously damages her chances of ever getting a boyfriend. The truth is, for some reason, she's just completely irresistible to women, even women who claim to be straight. One day, Eureka gets a call from her dad, letting her know that his company is bankrupt. He suggests that she get on, or she get by on her charms, since he can no longer help her with money. Is it time for Eureka to actually start taking advantage of her unwanted persona as a masterful lesbian lover? <laughs> <laughs> I love how they say like. Her dad's like, get by on your charms. Like, he is not that delicate worded about it. I feel like the summary is much more delicate than the entire thing. Like, it's it's much nicer. Yeah, it's very delicate. And, like, I feel like that's, like, the Yuri MO in general, anyway. Um, And the dad of Pokemon is pretty much like, I am bankrupt. Be a gigolo. And she's like, what? (laughs) So... Wanted to talk a little bit about kind of the background of Yuri manga. So for those that don't know, Yuri is Japanese for Lily. Um, and Lilies are associated with lesbianism. And this comes from in the 70s, there was a gay magazine called Barazoku. And Bara means rose. So it's rose tribe. And that was used for gay guys. And there were female writers or people who <gasps> wrote into this magazine who were lesbians. And they started calling them Yurizoku. So Lily. And it kind of stuck. And that stuck as being the symbolism for gay. Roses for gay. Uh, lilies for lesbian. This, this makes the orange. Ha- yeah. yeah. Oh, there, there's of- a scene that I'm it, like, just click now. Yeah. Like, okay. The host club. Yeah. Uh, a lot of All stuff. Those also, the, the host club, like, there's so much, like, lesbian, like, uh, illusions in it that it's just, like, like, it's, it's perfect. Lesbian illusions. Yeah. Um, so... Little backstory on Yuri. Yuri as a genre tends to focus on intimate connections between women. It can be sexual. It doesn't always have to be sexual. I'd say for the most part, 
Yuri for Yuri's sake or for the female gaze tends to be more about emotional connections, whereas male-produced Yuri tends to be more sexual. There's some common misnaming in the Western fandom in regards to LGBT manga. Uh, so Yuri is the proper Japanese term for it, and sometimes in the Western community I hear shoujoi thrown around, but that's not used at all in Japanese. So when you say shoujoi, that refers more to lolicon kind oh. of stuff. So, so don't use it, okay? Or don't search for it. Interesting. Like, just leave it alone. And what's funny about that is that for huh. Yaoi, for guy on guy stuff, Shonenai is the other Japanese name for I've it. I've heard of that one, yeah. That's fine. Or BL, Boys Love, is the other big mm -hmm. one. I feel like you see if you're looking for um, doujin in like a shop like that specifies in guy on guy porn you're going to see BL. Something we reviewed had a girl reading like a manga that just said boys love. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's more common. Um, another name for Yuri is girls love, but it's just with the English, or sorry, the Japanese pronunciation, the English word. So garuzurapu kind oh. of thing. But yeah, Yuri. So like girls love, but with a strong accent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Yuri itself, and this is kind of problematic, and I feel like this manga kind of gets into it too, is like Yuri itself is associated with being really like pure and innocent. Um, Same-sex romance between girls used to be known as class S relationships, so sister could be like, or sorry, class S, meaning like sister, like kind oh, of a, okay. a close like, like relationship. Closer than normal, but yeah. not necessarily like, intending for anything. Yeah. Like Sailor Moon cousins, kind of? Thing. Yeah, kind of like that. And um, <laughs> it usually happened at all girls' schools because, you know, you're going through puberty and you have all those feelings and rather than, you know, having like guys to invest like attraction to, like girls would, you know, have those intense, strong feelings for each other. And class S was seen as something that was healthy, but it was ultimately seen as something that you'd graduate from, which, like, fucking yikes. Like, okay, you gotta, <laughs> it's, you're, you're an adult now, you gotta graduate from, uh, you know, liking girls. It's very different, because in, like, the U.S., you know, it just wasn't accepted at all. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, to be gay, it's like, nope, that's just bad. And then here in, like, this Japanese culture, it was, like, accepted, but not taken serious. It was yeah. just, like, yeah. it's okay, it's but it's a childish thing. It's very childish. Uh, you know, and it's, it's really... You're just experimenting. It's, it's yeah. a different type of, like, <laughs> marginalizing that, like, you yeah. know, even though it was accepted, it's still bad because it's just put on this, like, a pedestal as just a childish mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. So something that you got to graduate from. Um, I wanted to talk about, and I kind of touched on it as far as like, this manga is made by guys. It's made for the male gaze, even though it's on, you know, a site or what's well, fan translated and uploaded to a site that's predominantly girl on girl stuff. But I think the main gaze of most Yuri or people who consume like Yuri hentai are male. Yeah. And I think he's been in like, American live-action yeah. porn. It's the yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure, like, for sure. It's no different. Lesbian porn's made for men. Yeah. Um, but just kind of talking about, like, gay comics, even, like, without talking about porn, gay comics got their start really being made for straight people. Like, even if you're looking back at, like, Boys Love or Yaoi, um, it really picked up in the 1970s because there was a group of women making... Um, really like intense relationships between guys, not necessarily pornographic. It allowed women who are reading these comics about, you know, guy on guy relationships to feel 
a sense of equality in a relationship, whereas you wouldn't have that if it was a girl and a guy. Yeah. So the reader could put themselves into the role of the guy being romanced by the other guy to feel equality. Yeah. To either, be on the same playing field. Yeah. 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 Either one, whatever one you identified with. Um, and the reason why guy on guy picked up rather than girl on girl, you know, if we're talking about equality, is that girl on girl was seen as being like too syrupy, sweet, and too innocent, not sexual the way yeah. that guy too, on guy is. Too much intimate romance. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I've read, um, because for my degree, I read a lot of books on like sociology of manga and things like that. I remember reading a quote, I don't remember what book I read it in, but yeah, someone said when they were asked about like girl on girl, they said like it's like syrupy sweet and like cloying and stuff. It's like, geez. Yeah, they, they can't be <laughs> lewd and sexual. They're yes, just too and innocent. Yeah, no, girls can't be like yes. overtly sexual or yeah. and even have if it, intent for Even the, if they are sexual, way. it's still of a pure descent or something. Yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> so yeah, guy on guy was, you know, both a fantasy, an escapist fantasy, and something that was, you know, sexually, you know... Enabling. Like, enabling. Um, you know, it's... You can fantasize about being equal partner while also looking at some dick. Um, <laughs> and even there, Gotta love that. Even there, like, thinking about gay relationships, there's inequality to, um, you know, how we talk about top and bottom in the West. Like, there's terms for that, too. Yeah. So, uke and seime, uke is bottom, seime yeah. is top in gay relationships. Yeah. And there's that dynamic in Yuri, too, which it's Tachi, who's a top, and Nickel. And then there's, like... Nickel? Nickel. Cat. Oh, okay. I always thought it was Nico. Nickel. Ne okay. But not, like, half a dime. Ne nickel. No. <laughs> That's nickel. what I thought at first. No, nickel. I was like, that's a... Interesting term. And then okay. Diba is like reversal switch. Okay. Um, so wanted to talk about I guess since we're talking about terminology and yes, manga and stuff like that. This is stuff knowledge. that we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we're so ignorant and we're just like thirsty for the drippings of your brain. Okay. So I want to talk about since I was talking about boys love and yaoi and yuri and LGBT representation in manga, yaoi itself. Um, maybe some people know this. Like if you're a fan of boys love or yaoi, you might know this, but it's actually an acronym. Oh, it's an acronym. I didn't. It's a really I shitty acronym. Um, it's yamanashi, ochinashi, iminashi. So it's no climax, no punch, oh, no, no punch. meaning. Just meaning like oh. it's porn it's straight porn and also for people that didn't understand it that was like a jab at it kind of thing so oh. yaoi is a really shitty acronym like so it, it was something used against it was derogatory towards yeah the medium. but it was kind of reclaimed but okay. I, then again it's still more popular to see bl boys love lgbt has like in different communities i've noticed like tend to reclaim their words yeah. like gay was being derogatory for like a big thing yeah. in the 90s mm -hmm. and now it's kind of taken back and stuff in that case though i don't know necessarily that it's the gays reclaiming that word it's more of fujoshi like fans of guy mm. on guy reclaiming it so again getting back into a slight problem of straight people consuming gay media, gay media made by straight people yeah <laughs> Fucking yikes. I mean, who knows more about gay love than straight people? <laughs> I'm gonna tell you. Um, but, like, to be fair, like, there is good 
LGBT manga out there, like whether you want to find porn or if you want to find stuff for story, like I want to plug like two really good ones that I really like that handle a lot of stuff. Um, they're story based, not porn at all. Um, Most of the, I mean, I know it's not the normal necessarily, yeah. but almost all of the boy love stuff I've ever seen has always been romance with very, like, lots of innuendos of sex happening, but not very pornographic. Yeah. and it's mostly, I, like, story and romance. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's probably because it's women making that for other women and... Yeah, I think it is. Kind of, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah, and you can, when you read Boys Love, you can see, like, why girls would be into yeah, this. It's, it's romantic. Yeah, it's kind of like... Um, what is that thing people do before sex? <laughs> foreplay? That? Yeah, it's like yeah. foreplay. <laughs> Aaron, do you, can you talk about something? Have you uh, been missing out on something in life? I have, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it's very easy to see, like, reading, you know, some manga, it's like, oh shit, like, you know, like, this is really romantic, it's really hot, I want this for myself kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there's really good LGBT manga out there, like, I really recommend Wandering Sun and Shimanami Tasogare, I think it's called called something else in English, but I don't remember what it is. Um, but we'll have links, or at least yeah. things you can copy-paste. Yeah, in the yeah. Um, but those are both really good manga that deal with um, LGBT issues. I think both of them focus a lot more on the T part of the acronym, which is pretty cool to see that handled in contemporary manga. So, um, Talking about the, like, just romance side of boy love stuff, I remember there was something I really enjoyed that was a boy love thing. It's not like a huge manga or anything. It's just called Pretty Boy. It was like this short little comic yeah. on, yeah. It was on Tumblr and my friend said, I reminded them of the Pretty Boy yeah. character. So I have yeah, a sticker yeah. Pretty Boy on my Switch. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not into guys at all, but like I read that. I'm like, this is so cute. And yeah. I like understand the like delicate, like, person and just like accepting like love from someone who, yeah. who was a little bit harsher. I was like, this is so cute. Yeah, it's very cute. And I think going forward as far as like creating, I think nowadays there's a lot more um, people that are part of the LGBT community creating art, creating comics that is very expansive of people's romantic spectrum and sexual spectrum like there's stuff that's really pornographic there's stuff that's really syrupy sweet like everyone's yeah. a gamut just we're like the straights like it's, <laughs> there's a I'm, range. A, I'm a hard b in the acronym but yeah it's i, I think it's just yeah more people are curating like self-representation yeah. mm -hmm. and i think that people that fall under that representation are able to access it more but also people that don't fall under it enjoy it because they're seeing what it it's really like yeah, like yeah. they're seeing more of the and truth like and they're enjoying it more. yeah yeah but they're they're enjoying it more than the old um facade traditions of like someone not representing it properly yes. yeah yeah so but uh we're we're here today to look at a uh, by men for men <laughs> yeah. so um yeah so Kind of wanted to talk about each chapter, um, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. What's going on yeah. each chapter? So one of the biggest things in this manga is that there's a lot of lilies, of course, because it's Yuri, mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of a flowers. Lot of flower there's a lot of flower references, which is pretty common for shoujo manga in general just comics for girls like i think about like fucking sailor moon or things like that have like the flower borders yeah. and stuff like that so yeah a lot of lilies and this i think there's even 
a scene like where the main character is represented as a butterfly, like getting oh. nectar out of a lily. And it's a very like sexual like. I reference. never got to that. Okay, yeah, I didn't get that. But far. I got to her eating petals off of. A yeah, which uh, lilies are poisonous, so don't oh. do that. I didn't know that. Yeah, but, tiger lily's my but favorite too. She likes too. to put mayonnaise on them. Yeah, she puts mayonnaise, which <laughs> yeah. in my opinion, mayonnaise is poison. Yeah. So. But yeah, so the basic plot is that, you know, her dad's company goes bankrupt and she's got to find a way to pay her tuition and rent. So her dad suggests that she leeches off women and becomes a gigolo. And her dad was a player when he was young. So he says, hey, you know, take up my mantle. And he's a very short, round man. Oh, 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 yeah, he is. But that changes. Oh. Um, So... (laughs) So, it's important to note that Eureka is a virgin, and she's also straight, despite, like, girls throwing themselves at her and, like, peeling their clothes Those off in front of her. Yes, her pheromones, which, again, fucking flowers. This this oh, manga is all about the goddamn scent. flower illusions. Oh, yeah, even, like, her, her the stamen. characters in canon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, her, yeah. Stamen. her stamen. So, Everybody wants her stamen, because like, those pheromones. Chapter yeah. 7 w- is what really got me, but I'll wait till we're we're kind of at that part. Yeah, yeah, So girls always talk about her having a stamen, like a dick. Like, they think mm-hmm. that she has a dick, because the rumor going around is that she fucks girls so good. And they even mentioned, like, at one point, like, she's, like, like there's the rumor that she's gotten people pregnant, and she yeah. hears yeah. she's like, "How would I get people that's pregnant?" One or two, where yeah, she says that. Yeah, yeah. But I love how like she, all the rumors are being backed her, and she's like, "That doesn't even make sense." Yeah, she's like, "What kind of fucking pheromones do I have that they're getting people <laughs> pregnant?" And this is all before she slept with anyone, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is all going around. Like that's just her reputation, and because everyone's horny for her. So yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, she e- must be. Crazy. Even as kids, when it wasn't sexual, they just want to be her friend, and it was like all yes. these girls. Yeah. yeah. So want to be around her. It's it's even worse than in like our last episode when we had the guy with the horny curse. Like this is yeah. just even more this, so. Yep. She's what you'd call in Japanese like moteru, like I guess, but moteru in the context of being popular with the same sex, like moteru is being popular with the opposite sex, but mm. she's got like that. Oh, even further. Well, yeah, kind of further. Guys, for some reason, because of those pheromones, are just. They think she's really pretty, but for some reason they can't figure it out. Yeah. They're the not way, attracted to her at all. None of them. The way they point it out is even so good. Like, <laughs> she's like, trying to shame. take advantage of a guy, like, yeah. using her sexual wiles. And he's like, and, and like, he should know it's a creepy situation. He's like, oh, you're so pretty. It's a shame I can't get turned yeah, on. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, it's, what do you mean it's a shame? <laughs> yeah, like, don't say Wait, it like what? that. Uh, that makes it creepy, even though you're not being creepy, but yeah. you are. <laughs> but... So basically, chapter one starts with her finding out about her dad becoming bankrupt. She's worried, how am I going to have, you know, food? How am I going to pay for my tuition? Like, what am I going to do? So she decides to go talk to um, this H-cut potty to try and... Was it H or G? I left... Okay, let me go back. (laughs) This is important. This is important! Yeah. It matters. I think they It is page 37. Is it page 37? Oh, wow. (laughs) Are you sure? I mean, uh... (laughs) No, I just remember at one point I accidentally got disconnected and had to go back yeah, to 37. Okay. So I thought it was G-cup, close G-cup, you guys were right. Oh, I know my titties. Okay. <laughs> so she goes to talk to this girl to try and, and figure out her shit. Specifically this girl because she has a boyfriend. And yeah. so it's like, so, she's so like it, it'll be safe. It's safe. Yeah. yeah. She's not going to be attracted to me. 
But, like, she wants her to, like, pay her back for, like, the money she's going to lend her with her body. Like, of course there's a misunderfucking standing. Well, doesn't she start off with, like, is that what you mean? Like, Yeah, like, it's, it's completely a misunderstanding. Yeah. yeah. She's like, you're going to pay back with but your body? But because of the rumors, yeah. Yeah. she thinks, like, oh, you're just going to have sex with me. All right, I'll take it. I just yeah. got broken up with. Yep. Yeah. And she's, she's like, really no, vulnerable. I was going to clean your apartment. Oh. <laughs> um, and then she's like, oh, I want to forget about men. You know, help me with your sexual techniques to figure it out. And she's like, uh, you know, I'm not really interested in girls. And then they drop the cleaning supplies on the ground and she's filling her up. She's a virgin, so she's not really sure what to do. Yeah, just uh, just this. Like, first off, how do two women even have sex? Which is fucking <laughs> problematic. Because, like... There was another manga we did, and I think it was, like, a, a gender transformation thing where a guy got turned to one, and he was just, yeah. like, two women having sex? It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Did you know? Yeah. Dick doesn't need to be part of the equation. It doesn't have to be. I think be. we need a, one of those graphics of, like, the stars going by, like, did you know? <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> women can have sex with each other. Yeah. But, so, Eureka sees um, our G-Cup titty queen's boobs and they're really big and she starts she starts massaging (laughs) them and then comes back to the stupid i guess maybe this is the stupid you know how we think about how our sex ed so shitty here in the states Mm -hmm. i think this is a common thing that maybe goes around because sex ed is shitty in japan too um the whole thing of like oh her tits are big because some guy probably massaged them I fucking hate that shit. I see it in It's all the time. All the time. Is it, like, actually a common under, like, misunderstanding? I'm guessing. I've, I've heard that that's a real thing. No I way. don't know if it there, is or not. Why I've heard it stimulates, like, the fat cells to grow For, like, a temporary something. thing, maybe. Or, like, an arousal thing, your tits look bigger. Or even if there's truth to it by some means, it would probably just be, like, unnoticeable or very yeah. small. Not, like, yeah. several cup size. Oh, well, like yeah. They, yeah, they imply definitely. anyone one who's like like f- above a C is like because of stimulation because they're a whore yeah basically I, I saw this like one picture implying this girl was like a giant like G cup that was like lactating all the time because her boyfriend felt her up every day I'm like that's not how it <laughs> that's works that's not how this works does it right like no. I mean <laughs> not that I've been trying maybe she's but... on her period <laughs> always her boobs always. are swollen <laughs> but um so Eureka's massaging or G-cut potties, boobs, and... Which, she kind of has bigger breasts herself. So, yeah. And the fact that she's never been with anyone should tell her, like, that's not how boobs come about. I don't know. Yeah, anyways, sorry. Um, but uh, G-cut potties getting all wet and uh, wants uh, Eureka to start touching her, and Eureka's kind of feeling weird about it. She's like, oh yeah, I gotta, you know, like, I gotta do it. And so the cleaning supplies spilled when they were getting, you know, frisky or whatever. And she puts on a rubber glove, but it's not just a regular rubber glove. It's a textured rubber glove. So it, rather than being insulted that uh, she doesn't want to touch uh, our big boobs lady parts. She thinks it's a purposeful yeah. thing mm-hmm. for extra texture. Also, yeah. this definitely reminds me of a, of a friend of mine who was oh, no. like, somewhat into girls but couldn't see themselves going that far oh really um, are you yes. talking about me milk <laughs> yeah so you know you you said like you have that interest but you couldn't think of yourself you know being like so sexually involved and stuff yes. i'm like 
Aaron has Aaron considered gloves? So actually, when I was looking through this, I was like, I and I got to this part and I was like, I mean, I wouldn't do this because I feel like it would make the other person like feel gross, but. I would consider this. <laughs> if, if you if you could get the situation set up like this yeah. where they think it's on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> if like if they were not offended and I could wear a rubber glove, I'm sure I would you, feel much better about it. I'm sure you could ask someone who is super into you just be like, hey, can do you care if I wear the glove? No. <laughs> Find someone with a latex kink. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's oh. what I thought about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she's, you know, making her feel good. There's some lovely schlick, schlick, schlick sound effects. <laughs> I have the schlicks. <laughs> um, and she's getting all turned on and, you know, she needs more. And Eureka's like, what the fuck does that mean? I've never seen one. She wants that stamen. Yep. But, uh, this really, this, this upset me a little bit, um, but she picks up a bottle, the cleaning bottle, and it's assumed because having used Japanese cleaning products, this little bottle is probably a bottle of bleach. Oh. Probably a bottle of bleach. Couldn't read the label all the way, but it's a bottle of cleaner, something you should we not. We know that it's jumbo. Yes, it's jumbo. That's what we can read. That's the important yep. part. And she, uh, triple the quantity. And she says, oh, that's too big. And Eureka says something about like, oh, I've seen something like this in a porno before. Okay. And proceeds to fuck her with the bottle of cleaner. Mm-hmm. Perpetuating the statement rumor. Which. Because some people walk it's in. It's a cleaning bottle, but it's unclean. Like, this has been touched. This is not, like, bacteria. Also, oh, chemicals. There's that. fucking uh, corrosive chemicals bacteria, inside of this. Bacteria, if it opens, chemicals. Also, size? No, that's painful. Yeah. Dr. Oz once said uh, the vagina is a self-cleaning oven. Like, you don't need to be putting bleach in there. Self-cleaning oven? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Can I bake? Can I bake? I was going to say, like, how do you think I made made those brownies? Yep. Bread. But, um, yeah, like you were saying, some girls walk in and see Eureka and RG Kapati going at it. And she says... I just want to mention, I think the way it's implied here is that due to the posing, they can't see the yes. bottle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they, they just think she's see... just having sex with her. Like, yeah. Like a straight man mm-hmm. would. Like, yeah, like she has some like she... hidden stamen yes. or something. So yeah, further perpetuating the stamen rumor. And of course she gets money out of this and she's going to keep doing this because this is how she's going to survive her life. And it's important. Because she doesn't want to work. Yes. It's important <laughs> to note that Eureka is not a gigolo. She's a gigolette. I like it. Yeah. So originally when her dad mentioned it, he said be a gigolo. But yeah. then I noticed at this point she's like, oh, a gigolette. And I thought it was kind of cute how she Yeah, It's good it. localization. Yeah. yeah, because, um, oh, that's what I was going to talk about too is in my notes. Um, She calls herself a onatsuke komashi. Which in the original, which is a female lady killer or philanderer. Like that's like a popular like thing. Um, but the localization for it uses gigolette, which is really awesome. I feel like that has a lot more meaning and relevance to the story than just saying, like, oh, it's she's a lady killer. a little more self-respecting to yes. call yourself yeah. that. And other characters say lady killer. Yeah. And I think it's just applying those terms better as a localization of, yes. like, who's saying it. Not necessarily derogatory, but with, like, impact of, like... How could she be like this? Yeah. Like Lady Killer, like oh my goodness, like um, not not taking her down, but just like that, like shock appeal, you know, yeah. like she's a lady killer. 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. That's why it's important to when you're translating to not translate literally. And yeah. to make those calls of making something fit the story, the fit context. the mood, the context. Yeah. So. Yeah. Kind of like Final Fantasy X where, like, they made her say, I love you. Instead of just your or thank you because like the impact of culture like matched up. Or same way. with uh, if we're talking about Evangelion too, the whole controversy oh. of changing the I like you versus I love you kind of thing. But we won't get into yeah, that. Yeah, that one was a more poorly <laughs> uh, I'm, done. I'm one. very <laughs> upset about that, but we don't need to talk about that here. Um, so chapter two, so we're moving on. Um, I just want to note too that the fan translators, which is normal for fan translations, put in, you know, like, their little splash pages and, of course, the cover. Oh, should we just like read that. their info really quick? Just oh, give yeah, them a yeah. shout out. Um, is it Papaya? Uh, papaya Scans. Yeah, and then just, like... Uh, yeah. And the information for this, which we'll have to go and look at the more current one, this is the one for the first volume, uh, the Rosalway Audio Erotica, translation by Waxy, proofreader is Coco Pure. Editing is Winged Messenger, and the quality checking is Autoerotica. I definitely know some of the, this has been switched around by Chapter 8. Like, uh, Waxy's still involved, but, like, some of these other people have been cycled out. So it really is, like, a fan team that has, like, yeah. moved around. Um, also, in their, like, splash page, they reuse some of the art to, like, kind of put their information there in different splash pages, which is cute. And they put jokes and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, like, they show her looking up online, and there's, like, the same glove, she, like, clean glove she used, but now it's being listed as, like, a love glove. <laughs> it's not a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, chapter two, she's still sleeping around, getting money. Um, living up that uh, statement thing. There's a picture when it's it, usually most of the chapters it talks about like oh it's uh, Huxon Women's University uh, has ten thousand students traditional female school due to the strict regulations against men on campus the suppressed population of eligible bachelorettes have been traditionally nourished into a thriving world of years. Yeah, almost every chapter shows, like, a picture of, a, like, a closed lily, shows the mm -hmm. garden blooming with the girls there, and then, a, if I recall correctly, a different, like, establishing shot angle of the school, or yeah. later on, yeah. the dorms. So it, it's very similar for, like, the first two pages or so. Yeah. And there's some other things that they do similar to kind of, like, repeat the gag or repeat the storytelling in different spots that we'll yeah. touch on, but I really like it. Further along with all the flower references, I know at one point, I think it was when she went to the public bath, the girls were saying, pollinate me. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> just continues. It just keeps growing and building upon itself. Um, mm -hmm. Funny thing about the, on the page where it's establishing, like, the story and catching people up, I don't know who the two girls in the middle are, but there's two girls on the outside of that are very clearly a reference to Mari Samagamiteru, which is a really popular um, Yuri manga light novel anime series that oh. is about uh, all girls high school, like an all girls Catholic school, and like just kind of the relationships. It's not porn at all, and it's like mostly like implied romances. Like it's definitely romance attraction, but nobody ever ends up going out. So, but yeah, it's so very... just nothing but like, tension. Yeah. yeah, like the intimate situation. It's so that pure. awful. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Like, I feel like thinking about anime, um, just like the music, the animation's pretty, and just the ambiance of it is so, like, nice and pure. 
like definitely a good man if you check See, it out. stuff like where they don't actually act upon it and just tension building constantly gets me like so much i'm just like you, just you, kiss you just, have yeah. just, just anxiety it. it's not yeah. even like i like it i think it's yeah cute. and it's not even like bad tension like that it's just like that like you know when you think about like when you have like a crush or like first love kind of thing and like your heart like hurts like you feel like this pain oh. stuff like that it's like that it's very like, heart like are, they, are they gonna do it are they not are yeah like, oh it's gonna happen oh and just seeing the mushiness that they experience. Yeah, and there's that big relationship of big sister, little sister. The, so the whole, like, Onesama thing, which carries on in Eureka's campus life, too. Um, so, yeah, she's sleeping around, still straight. Um, and she's really hungry. She's starving, and she's going to eat some edible flowers. As she has been. Yeah, yeah. she says she's ran out of food, or ran out of money for food, so she... <laughs> So she's been going around campus eating flowers. Mm-hmm. So she's going to bum some food off of this cute girl. Yeah, she uh, when she approaches the girl on the bench, the girl's opening up, I think it was like chocolates or a box lunch or something. It's a bento. Bento box. Yep. And oh, she comes up with like this look on her face of just like, <laughs> like she's like drooling over delicious food and being so hungry. But... And there are girls watching, and they all think she's doing that because she found her next victim. She's yeah. on the prowl. She's on the prowl. Those predatory lesbians. She's not hungry for food. She's hungry for... Vagina. I don't know. Flowers. Yeah. Well, well yeah, uh, she's hungry for flowers. <laughs> yeah. But the girl ends up sharing food with her. I think she didn't. She just, like, steals the food. Yeah, she just starts of. eating it out of her lap, and it looks yeah. like she's going down on her, and all the girls watching are like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I think all the other girls, when they walk in on st- all this stuff, like, every time it, it happens. It always yeah. looks, like, it, so much worse than it, it is. It looks worse, but they're, like, too flustered to keep looking, so they look away really quick or something. Yeah. It doesn't show that, but I think that's the implication, so that's how they assume so much. Yeah. So they're talking. Um, Eureka's a sophomore, and the girl that she bummed the food off of is a freshman named Kotomi. And she was complimenting Kotomi on her cooking, and Katomi says something about, like, how, oh, that's part of, you know, bride training of, like, cooking and knowing how to do all these things. And being a bride is her dream, which also, fucking yikes. Um. Yeah, I know. When I was reading, <laughs> when you were saying, like, oh, it's written by men, I'm like, this makes so much sense. Because when I was reading, I'm like, oh, wow, but this even, is so, like, stressful. So in sexist. Japan, girls, like, perpetuate that thing for uh, themselves, which is like, uh, Not, I want to say, like, not. It's a fine goal to have, but it's yeah. cringy if, like, that's that is it. all you want for yourself in life. Yeah. You're like, well, I could just be a bride one day. Well, there's that ideal of, like, the um, Yamato Nadeshiko, like, the perfect, like, Japanese woman of, like, you know, she's reserved, she can do, like, ikebana, or, and she can do tea ceremony. Like, girls, before they prep to get married, start learning those good wife skills of, like, going to cooking classes, learning to make tea, learning to do different things and it's less of a thing now but there's still very much that thing in the culture of being a bride yeah and especially like when you look at older anime and manga like i think about sailor moon too of like her goal oh i want to be a bride that's my dream fucking yikes yeah not that like you had said yeah it's a fine fine thing to want yeah. but if that's like your only goal in life is Branch to out. get yes. married and then serve your husband maybe you should have some hobbies yeah, yeah. <laughs> Figure out what you want as a person, yes. as an individual. Because yes. he's going to die one day. 
maybe you'll be the one that does it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. maybe you could use some of those hobbies. Yeah. Come out in your fur coat. I have no idea what happened, officer. <laughs> but yeah, so Eureka's like, Kotomi, oh shit, she's normal. Like, she's completely, like, het. Like, she wants, you know, to be a bride and stuff. Like, there's going to be no misunderstandings, right? Right? But, uh, talking about edible flowers and shit again... Eureka starts eating a lily with some fucking mayonnaise on it. And just so you know, lily flowers are poisonous. Like, they're poisonous. I know at least to pets. Like, everything says, like, don't have lilies around if you have cats because they'll fucking eat them. Almost. I mean, all plants are pretty much poisonous to cats. Yeah. When I moved in this house, since I would be living with a cat again who likes to eat everything, all plants, I looked up all of... I pretty much had to buy all of our house plants online because... Everything is poisonous to cats. They just want to eat. <laughs> They'll just <laughs> get too. into anything. But yeah, and you can see, like, like she doesn't have sexual, like, interests, but she's so drawn with, like, this, like, lewd, like, sexual implication, like, just with the way the shading is over her face yeah. kind of makes it seem, like, yeah. ulterior motive and stuff. And I think it's just to show how the other girl is, like, Perceiving this. it. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happens is that even girls that are straight for those fucking pheromones get super hot and bothered by Eureka. And, you know, Kotomi's thinking about how she's been with all these girls and hearing, like, that she's had tons of women and that nobody can escape her pheromones or her stamen. <laughs> Just can't escape that. So it. dumb. And then Eureka, <laughs> fucking opportunist, is, like, you know, maybe not necessarily mean to put the Mac on poor Kotomi. says something about, like, you know, oh, like, you know, you don't have anyone to cook for. Do you want to practice cooking for me? Even just simple things like miso soup, which that's, like, a big, like, home-cooked, like, your mom or your wife makes it for oh, you kind of thing. Okay. So she says, like, you know, would you cook for me every day if possible? Like, that's fucking putting the moves on somebody. Well, yeah, she's not, like, implying anything sec- sexual, but she is trying to take yeah, advantage of this Yeah, she's definitely taking advantage. And, um... I don't mean falls for it. Yeah, doesn't she... She thinks that she's proposing or something? Um, not... I don't... Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah. It happens again later, another stupid proposal thing. Um, <laughs> Will you make me food? Oh, she wants to get married. Yeah. Well, doesn't she say something like proposing a, like, situation, like a deal... Like I don't a, think they specify. No, oh. it's just that implication of can you cook for me every day oh, and making okay. those, like... Yeah, it like it's an, it's too, an intimate thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, in some areas, not here, the translators have put notes about that, like uh, about cohabitation, like different words used, yeah. mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. But there's like, definitely, like as you're showing, a lot more opportunity to put those here for like people yeah. who do not know this stuff, like yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I get why people translating it don't put everything because it would clog up the page. Be a lot. Yeah, but also I feel like some things you really need to have because it really enhances your reading experience. Yeah. But, uh, anyways. So our main character squirts mayonnaise all over her. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly because she can... Because she's... Katomi's throwing herself, like, you know, she's all hot and bothered by the proposal um, because she wants to be a bride and is like, you know, I'll make love to me. (laughs) Because, like, fuck, how does this always happen? And I want to point this out now that's happened twice. She says the same, like, something, something, something 
I have to do her now. Yes. Like, here she's like, I ate, yeah, I can't she, run away. Yeah. But it, it, at some point in each chapter that I've read, it ends, or just before sex, she says, I have to do her now. Like, yeah, she's like, well, I've gotten myself into this situation, even though it was a misunderstanding, I guess I gotta go through with yeah. it. She, yeah. She just doesn't want to let anybody down. And then she's <laughs> like, if I add mayonnaise, I can eat anything. Fucking eat the documents. <laughs> um... But, yeah, just, like, uh, the cleaning bottle, the mayonnaise bottle, like, you're asking for yeast infections, UTIs. Tearing. Tearing. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, because... It made me, like, clench up a little bit. Yeah. Mayonnaise bottle's not well-shaped for this. Like, the other one was too... They are soft. It's soft plastic. Yeah, Japanese mayonnaise bottles are different than ours. They're definitely better suited for this scenario (laughs) than ours. Not that. Not that. Not that I've tried it, but it is soft plastic. (laughs) But yeah, and it's it's um, not necessarily cone, but like it's smaller at the top. Yeah, yeah. Are they just like giant, hard? Just put a <laughs> just fucking <laughs> sit on a jar of foods. I'm trying to picture that. I can't. So, so what food condiment bottle would be best for this? <laughs> What's small? Glass ketchup bottle. A glass ketchup like. But even the like, Hanes, like old glass. Yeah. Ones? Glass Coke bottle without the lid. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, that's a sharp lid. Just you cucumber. Just, yeah. Just go for a good Go for the actual fruit. Cucumbers are vegetables. bigger than oh. a glass Coke bottle. Just a cucumber. Around. I guess if you really want the feel of a glass dildo, but don't have a glass dildo, Heinz bottle, beer bottle. Heinz bottle, beer bottle. Baby carrots. Baby <laughs> carrots. <laughs> I feel like you're going for something Soup. specific if you're using baby <laughs> carrots. Soup. You're trying to mimic someone you've met. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so she's still licking the mayonnaise off of her, and then she says, mayonnaise, bonsai. Bonsai. Which you usually do for cheering and stuff, so she's really into this mayonnaise. Yeah, she really she likes the mayonnaise. She loves mayonnaise. Uh, as the translator put, there's, like, an actual yep. thing. Mayota. Like, yeah. Someone super into mayonnaise. And it is a thing, like, um, just even, like, as, a, like, a common condiment, like, with karage, like, the fried chicken, or with french fries, like, squirt of mayonnaise. Ooh. And I'm... I'm sad that this is an actual thing. Yeah. I hate mayonnaise. I like it on artichokes. I hate and artichokes. And that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah, then you don't like that. I do feel like Cupid mayonnaise has a different flavor than, like, American mayonnaise, and it's good, and I feel like it enhances things, like, if you like mac salad or potato salad, like, it tastes really good in that. Mayonnaise is good in potato salad. Maybe I'll try it then. Yeah. Off of a woman like her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I have to have the full experience. So, eventually it goes away, I think, but... All of her sexual encounters up to this point, when she's doing them, she has, like, this crying face on where she's, like, has a fake smile trying to be in the moment, but, like, a crying tears of just, like, why? <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Yeah. And, I mean, like, it goes back to her being a virgin, like, technically, oh, my God, uh, you know, technically losing her virginity to these sexual experiences that she doesn't really want because she wants a boyfriend. Yeah, at some point she says, I want my virginity back. Yeah. That's yeah. sad. Um, I've noticed Mosaic. The only time I've seen Mosaic censorship in this whole thing that I've read. Yeah. Well, and the, it's a joke. 
It's yeah, a joke. It's just, it's funny because, like, it's been an artistic censorship of, with, like, lilies and stuff. Yeah. But here they have mosaiced out the bottle. It's like, gonna get it's like buttholes. Now it has sexual intent. Yeah. So the mayonnaise needs to be censored. <laughs> Which is our our favorite censorship type. It's only censored when it's asexual. When it becomes sexual, yeah. then it needs censoring. Well, and then Kotomi says, like, you know, like, oh, you know, like, it's a rumor that you have a stamen and that you mate with girls as if you were a man. And Eureka's like, what the fuck? Like, why is this going around? I don't understand, but she's like, okay, if she's into it, we're going to ride this train. She says, don't blame me if you end up getting pollinated. (laughs) (laughs) And spurts fucking mayonnaise on her as she's fucking her with a mayonnaise bottle. The mayonnaise came. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sexual. (laughs) But yeah. Mayonnaise. I get it. (laughs) It all makes sense now. Yep. The story is really about mayonnaise realizing its sexuality. Yeah. So we see our our trio of rumor spreaders, you know, just kind of... It's always the same trio? I feel like it's uh, not. Well, so they mention these girls later on. They have their own little spot, I believe. These are like the straight brigade brigade or something. Like What? (laughs) They mention these girls being... The, the, like, three well-known straight girls try and find boyfriends, and they also spread rumor, or not rumors in general, but, like, about... Are these um, the ones that do the mixer? Oh, yeah, I, the Gokon, the mixer yeah. thing. Oh, okay. Right? I believe so. I think so. Yeah. I, they show up later. So, yeah, typically we see them, the ones spreading the newest rumor, because, like, now they're adding that, like, she wanted a wedding, how much, like, a man she is, you know? Oh, the yeah, last one, they it was talk about how she's, like, leading on the girls now. Yeah, so they're, they're always adding something new to it, at least yep. in the beginning here. And these girls aren't just sexually attracted to her. Don't they, like, all kind of fall in love with her? Yeah, um, because she kind of runs into trouble with that later. Yeah, there, there's emotional, like, attachments happening, too. It's not just like, oh, I need to bang you. It's like, yeah. oh, you're my true love. Yeah. I've now realized. Yeah, I've now realized I'm not attracted to girls, but I'm attracted to you because I love you. If it's you, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, moving on to chapter three opens with, uh, Eureka and one of the rumor girls, I assume, she just has her hair curled, uh, playing the Pocky kissing game. It's great. So they're at a mixer, um, and it kind of goes back into, like, how the mixer got planned. Yeah, a few chapters do this, where they show, like, one of the first pages kind of shows a situation she's going to get into, and then it kind of like, rewinds. Explains kind of like that. that happened. Yeah, it's like the, you might be wondering how I got yeah, into Yeah, I was this. just thinking about that. <laughs> Shitty. 80s movies yeah. um, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't really, I don't know. I don't really like it. It kind of takes me out of the story. So yeah. I'm just like, it was hard why? to follow on some of them. Yeah. yeah. But it kind of helps put everything in a more humor yeah. light, I think. That's true. Rather than setting it up the opposite way and building up to it, it keeps people hooked and kind mm-hmm. of funny. Like, oh my God, how did you get into the crazy situation? Yeah. A lot of times you know it's going to happen. Yeah. So rather than building up to it, they show like, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. Here's how. The build up is you the know. build up. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, um, trying to figure out who's going to go to the mixer because that is something that's important is... A lot of times it's a girl will be like, I'm going to bring my girlfriends. And then she'll know a guy and the guy will be like, I'm going to bring my guy friends. And they're going to get together and hope that some love connections come out of it or even just hookups or some whatever. pollinating. Something comes out of it. Pollination. Um, so, yeah, that's the hope. The, there's talk of med students being there. Yeah. 
So, you know, med students gonna be rich so Eureka's gonna like, try to marry go. those boys yep marry rich get that doctor husband guys go to school like... to have good jobs to provide for their life and the wives go to school to know how to do stuff for their husband how to yep. be wives yeah <laughs> I like how she's like can I go and they're like there's not going to be any lady doctors right? they're like why would you want to go it's just men and then it turns into, I guess, basically the party is the girls fooling around for... Well, isn't it some game? Kind of. Yeah, it's a game. Where, like, everyone's it's involved. It's like you pick a thing and then it yeah. tells you what to do and to who. Yeah. But the main character keeps getting keeps drawing and having to, like, yeah. rope other girls. And mm-hmm. everyone's just like, this isn't fun. Except for the girls getting groped. They're like, oh my, this is amazing. Yeah, the guys yeah. wish they are getting the other girls. Yeah. The other girls are would rather get with her now because of yeah. her, her magic horny pheromones. And she's wishing she could get with the guys. So like, yep. you know, it's just all disappointment like a, most the way circle around. circle of no one really being happy. Well, Ex- I guess, except the pheromone to girls. Yeah, except even though they're not really winning, they think Because that's winning. not what they came for. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, they came for the heterosexual, they stayed for the lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then it comes up again of, like, we had talked about before, like, the guys are like, man, she's really fucking hot, but, like, why aren't any of us attracted to her? It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) And she's just so sad the whole time. She's like, why do I keep having to grope these girls? I want a guy. (laughs) And, like, she looks like she's into it, except you can kind of see in her eyes, like, she isn't. It's like like sad eyes and every now and then a tear, but she's, like, trying to be happy. (laughs) Um, there's this line I really like where, she, uh, they're like talking about like ending it and leaving and she was like, but I haven't got to make out with any guys. So she says like stuff like this, like to imply yeah. she wants guys, but it just gets like so washed out it. from yeah. everything yeah. that happens. Yeah. Cause they're like, but you've been groping girls the whole time. Yeah. You kind of feel for her a little bit. But, um, I kind of do in a different way. I'm used to people I'm not attracted to being all over me. Not necessarily women, yeah. but I'm just like, just leave me alone. Yep. <laughs> I don't want you. The girls, one of the girls is trying to, like, keep, you know, the Gokon being successful kind of thing. And uh, I was like, wait, let's, you know, try again. Like, let's do it after party Nijikai. So, like, the after party is a big thing after the main party. And then the guys make some sort of gross comment about, like, oh, yeah, like, let's go to a fucking love hotel and is- fuck. This is a thing, a love hotel. Is yes, that like- yes, it is a thing. Um, <laughs> because your house is small, and because if you're a guy and you're trying to cheat on your wife, and your wife's at home because she's a housewife, what are you going to do? So there's hotels for sexual dalliances called love hotels, and they're so, usually themed. Okay, mm-hmm. so very specific. Also, a lot of times you'll sex. have yeah. your depending on which side in law staying there as well yeah. in your house with you. So you go to a love hotel. Yeah. Oh, oh, kids yeah, kids driving you nuts, the wife's at home. So Okay. Yeah, it's a thing. Also like um yeah, I guess the whole thing of like I know you have to be an adult to go, but I guess like even in the past, like, you know, just being able to hook up culture, like where are you gonna go? You can't have sex at the girls' house, can't have sex at the guys' house. Yeah. Hotel. Gotta go somewhere. Yeah. And cars aren't really a big thing, so car sex isn't a big thing. Oh, yeah. So, a lot less people have cars in big cities. Car sex should never be a thing. It's the most uncomfortable place to bang. Depends on the car. 
And like maybe not yeah. a Volkswagen bug. Well, and like the size of your partner too. Yeah. Like I'm a small bean. My partner's a small bean. It works out well for us. So. You know, but like LeBron James, like <laughs> he would need yeah. like an Escalade or something. <laughs> so yeah, guys are being creepy now. And then they grab, I don't, I couldn't tell whose arm they were grabbing, but they grab somebody's arm. Oh, they grab, I think it's this girl, the ponytail maid. The girl. one who is very much straight. The one who started and the And planned the whole thing, yeah. They call her, like, the queen of the straights or something. That sounds, <laughs> sounds about right. she's just on the prowl for a man, always. And, <laughs> and then the main character, like, no violence and, like, <laughs> flings them across out. the room. Yeah. I was like, is this about to t- turn into, like, Shonen Jump? Like, <laughs> there, are, there are times in this manga. She just, like, hurls him across. Um, but, yeah, so the guys are like, we won't forget this, and they run off. Um, but the girls are all happy, and then... Yeah, uh, they're like, you saved us! And then uh, Queen of the Straities says, like, oh, how, you know, dashing, how gallant Eureka was. She's, like, you know, like a... Uh, a guy from one of her stories, and she's reading uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which is big, like, Chinese, uh, like, feudal period story, like, really dashing, like, warlords, yeah. heroes, kinds of thing. I like how she does kind of, like, correct herself. Like, at first she's about to say manly, and then she changes it to dashing, which yeah. is kind of like in America, like, or English, like, a manly or, like, masculine kind yeah. of, like, adjective, typically, yeah. but not... not doesn't have to be and so she kind of like at least twists it to at least still masculine but more just about the characteristic of like being a hero i'd love to see the japanese for that because i'd want to know how they translate like i don't know if they cut her off saying like like, cool but the implication is that you're cool and like kind of like a mannish handsome kind of way so Hmm. i don't know love to see the japanese for that (laughs) but um so the guys dip without paying. I think it's implied that I can't tell if they're at like a karaoke place or if they're at just like a like a izakaya, like a bar kind of thing. But the well, guys, she's only twenty, so would she be able to be at a bar? Yeah, yeah. drinking age is twenty. I think US oh. is the only one that has it so high. Okay. Yeah. Um, and in Japan, when you're twenty, you're an adult. You have a big ceremony for it. You can vote. You can drink. Do all those adult things. Nice. In Germany, it's 16. Yeah. I don't want to think about myself having, like, adults or, like, being able to have, like, the adult responsibilities at 16. At 16. I, I wouldn't make good <laughs> choices. Oh, yeah. Not me neither. I would have been totally I'm fine. 29 and I still don't. <laughs> so, uh, But, yeah. So, they, like, figure out the whole payment thing and she's got no money. Um, yeah. So, she feels bad and indebted because she couldn't cover her part. Yeah. So, she's still feeling bad for people paying for her yeah. and stuff. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> uh, yes, at this point. She still feels bad. But she yeah. hasn't gone full gigolette. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Queen of the Straities, her name is Mai, and they're walking together, and Eureka asks her, like, oh, are you going to, you know, is it okay if I come to the next mixer? You know, she's still really hoping, not giving up on trying to find a boyfriend, and Mai's like, I'm not going to do any more mixers. And Eureka's like, What? And Mai's like, I've already found my true love, and glomps onto Eureka. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, and they missed the last train. How are they going to get home? They oh, got to no. stay in a love hotel. Of course. So this is why I really asked, like, if love hotel's a thing, because 
they could have found a regular hotel, right? It's expensive, and I guess, um, like, love hotels are usually cheap, and you can do it for, like, a rest, where you can stay for just an hour or things like that. Like, your options are either you miss your train, you sleep at the station, you stay at an all-night karaoke place, you stay at a net cafe, because a lot of them will charge you hourly, and you could sleep there, or you could go to a love hotel. Okay. So. And Miss Queen Strait is horny, so. Yep. There's clearly a right answer here. Yeah. <laughs> so they go into the hotel, and Eureka's like, I'm going to have to fuck her. Yeah, I, again, <laughs> oh, I so I, I have to, to do her, her now. Yeah. <laughs> I have no choice. And she, of course, is already, like, prepped in lingerie and stuff because she was trying to get with a guy that yep. night. Yep, yep. She was planning for the sex, just not with a girl. Yeah, so she drinks some liquid courage. No, and my is like, oh, she's wearing fancy laundry. Like, you know, oh, did she plan this the whole time? Poor, unfortunate Eureka. Um, and this is where the I want my virginity back comic yeah. comes back. And, uh, of course, the stamen, the goddamn stamen. <laughs> Please, Eureka, use your stamen. And so she, oh, my God, um, my... Eureka's like, what? What? Like, uh, maybe kind of trying to tell her, like, I can't. But Mai's like, oh, don't worry, I can't get pregnant today. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. that makes it... Okay. That makes it all right, then. Now I have a penis. Yeah, this this whole, like, pregnant stamen thing is really, like, believed amongst yeah. the girls. So she picks up the bottle. And then... This is probably... The best of the bottles she's used. This so is far. true. I much prefer this over. The, I guess the bottle ranking would be beer bottle, mayonnaise bottle, cleaning bottle. Agreed. Um, and she's like, if I don't satisfy her, all my research is going to be for nothing. She's been watching porn, trying to figure out how to please women and up her game. I guess. When she, to get it done faster. <laughs> Aaron, I think Aaron and I have expressed this narrative through all of Nymphomercial. Uh, at Porn least isn't I, real. <laughs> it's it's not a good way to learn. No, no, it's not. Porn is about exploring fetishes, not about how you should really do things. It's for enjoying the content of its own thing. Yes. Not not it's to for learn. a fake reality. Yeah, yeah. It's to make your brain feel sexy. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So she proceeds to fuck her with the beer bottle, and they're doing a very interesting position. Because she's been practicing. My back hurts a little bit looking at it. Uh, a position in such a way that the girl getting fucked wouldn't even know it's a beer. I mean, besides cold glass entering your yeah. body, but like she, she doesn't know what this mysterious stamen is, and that's the case for like all the girls that they haven't yeah, looked down to see. Yeah, who've been too sexually overwhelmed. But so she does the deed, and then the end of the comic is uh, Eureka, or sorry. Mai tells Eureka that she's going to do another mixer, but this time it's going to be a lesbian mixer. Yeah. So the, the pheromones oh, have long-lasting side effects. They do. Yep. And uh, there's the joke of, did she really just attend that mixer to infiltrate the straight brigade and destroy them from within? <laughs> she planned the whole thing. Yeah, yep. so it looks like we have some new, like, little rumor spreaders. Yeah. But yeah, that's chapter three. Uh, chapter four, I think, is... The bath. 
house where she meets her old friend mm. from school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is a really cute one. Yeah. And uh, this my is, second favorite of yeah. what I've gotten through. And this is going to play into the main story going on from here. Yes. Yeah, everything we've had is... It's just new encounters with different mm-hmm. girls yeah. perpetuating the situation. I think it's important to have not introduced the story yet just to show like a little bit of a transition of her comfort into getting into this role and then also the idea of like multiple girls because if it had it just been one and then kind of started the story you wouldn't have gotten that impact so I think Mm -hmm. it was a really good story choice but yeah I guess chapter four is kind of important to talk about because it introduces her childhood friend Saudi um and that's going to be something that's going to continue on within the rest of the story. Yeah, if not throughout the whole chapter, she's at least mentioned in every chapter from here yeah. on out. Yeah, so she's mentioned, uh, she's a big character in the rest of this volume. And then, yeah, yeah and then, I don't know about this. And yeah, volume, continues right. on, like, because Eureka lives with her. Yeah, she's like, I feel like she kind of is the story in a way. She is. And it's very much a will they, won't they kind of thing. So Anticipation. Yep. Gotta love it. Yeah, let's go through the narrative okay. of chapter four. So yeah, four. let's talk about chapter four then. Um, so chapter four starts with a flashback about ten years ago of um, you see some little girls uh, pulling another girl in the middle back and forth, uh, saying that there was a girl who was popular with other girls, and the verbiage is an inexplicable lesbian, you could say. From an early age. This is what I was talking about earlier. Like, Except you know, she's just... not attracted to girls. She's yeah. a lesbian because girls are attracted to her. Yeah. She's a lesbian by association. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was a girl, a childhood friend, that looked out for her best interests. Maybe wanted the same things that the other girls who were fighting over her wanted, but... She's the only one that yeah. actually cared about her as a person. Yeah. So we see a situation cut to the future, or, well, current time of Eureka being pulled by two girls fighting over her. Except now it's not playtime. Same sort of situation. because they want sex. It's sexy yeah. times. <laughs> they want to play in a different way. And they're in the library, and they're being loud, and a girl comes up and tells them, like, you shouldn't be allowed in the library. And it's the childhood friend. It's that favorite anime trope of the child. Good <laughs> the old, childhood friend. Good old reliable. Uh, <laughs> another, like, artistic choice here, contrasting, like, uh, like body types as well as like dark hair, light hair, you yeah. know, kind of sometimes when you see things like this, like you can already tell they might be more of an important character because it's so easy to distinguish them. Yeah. Yeah. She's more detailed. Yeah. But I'm um, just basically like they recognize each other. She's like, geez, like you haven't changed at all. Still having girls fighting over you. Um, and the girls that were previously fighting over her are like, oh, like, why are you so familiar with her? How do you know her? Kind of thing, getting jealous. And just the balls on them. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... To be fair, we don't know if she slept with these girls yet or not. This is true. Maybe she has. And they have a little bit more reason. Or not necessarily reason, but it's uh, more reasonable for them to be jealous. But yeah, she says, you know, oh, don't jump to conclusions. I'm not even, uh, famous lost words, I'm not even into all that eerie stuff. <laughs> this is this is her, her shit. This gets repeated yeah. quite yeah, often. This is the most, like, the, She's trying to talk herself into believing it. The line of, I guess I have to do them now, is like maybe once every chapter. This is constant every time you see this character. Yeah. It, it's a lot, the, this whole story, from what I've seen, has a lot of repeated lines to drive home this, like, plot. 
plot point and like punchline, and it's great. It's done well. Catchphrases. Yeah. But yeah, so Eureka tells them like, oh yeah, you know, Sari's straight. She's just a childhood friend, like. But then she realizes, wait, what if I had a way to get rid of all these, you know, admirers once and for all? So she changes her tactic to, oh yeah, we're dating. We're in a relationship. Which, by the way, she still keeps up with the other girls that give her things. You well, find out later. I, I don't know if that was her intention right now. Oh, no. Oh, right now I'm not sure. But I, later she still is going on the whole girlfriend thing. Yeah. But then she's still calling the other girls and being like, oh, I had yeah, a great time. Want to pay for dinner again? I don't think she's thinking ahead. I think she's just so overwhelmed She's with in the girl. moment. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's forgetting that she needs to use girls to survive. And she's just trying to get that attention off her right now. Yeah. So she makes what's probably a pretty poor decision. Yes. So she does that. And the gossip goes around and they're, you know, play play dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eureka apologizes to Sari saying, like, you know, sorry. Like, you know, this is all just a front. And uh, Sari's just like, oh, it's just an act. Like, it's, geez. Like, but I'm not into that Yuri I'm stuff. I'm not into that Yuri <laughs> stuff. But I'm a cheerleader. No, yeah, but I'm a cheerleader. Exactly. <laughs> can't be gay. Um, again, guess there's no helping it since I'm not into all that eerie stuff. <laughs> but, yeah. And she's, they have these little romantic moments. But, yeah, 100%. She's into that Yuri stuff. Yeah, she's All like the other girls flag her. her she gets hot and bothered. Yeah. You, even the first time we see her say, I'm not into that Yuri stuff, she was blushing. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, she's getting all hot and bothered, and Eureka's like, oh, it's not a fever, and does the, the intimate forehead touch. Yeah, forehead to forehead. Yeah. Really, really trying to feel that temperature. Yep. Getting hot and bothered. And Sayori kisses her. It... it they're trying to make a show for the girls watching because the girls watching were saying, oh, you know, I don't think it's really her girlfriend. And so then they were trying to make the moment more intimate so the viewers would believe them. See, I so thought... they, like, kind of lean in for a kiss. See, I thought they only leaned in, but then it's... The she verbiage does, on the next page yeah, implies they did. So they don't they show did. a kiss, yeah. but she does say that they kissed. So. Yeah. Uh, all of the rumor girls around are getting nosebleeds. Yeah, I like that part. But yeah, and then Eureka comments after the girls leaves, like, oh, even though it's an act, like, it was really convincing, like, everybody believes it now. Because you got really into that kiss. Yeah, and she's like, thanks for helping, and the girl's just like, oh, ah, no problem, <laughs> And then gives her that little, the little carrot of, like, oh, like, you know, like, it doesn't bother me because it's with my beloved Saudi, and just that little carrot of beloved, mm-hmm. grasping for them straws. And she- this kind of shows, like, she's getting more comfortable with, like... I don't think she's trying to take advantage of Sayori right now. Yeah. But it's showing she's getting more comfortable with the words she's just kind of throwing around. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the first step into the rabbit hole that she starts to go down. Yeah. She is becoming the gigolette. Yeah. yeah. And she she does become it. Yeah. She, she definitely learns to... Or she she accepts to take advantage of girls and use language manipulatively. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but she I like that. She learns what works and goes with it. Yeah, and I think this kind of starts the, the first time she's actually using correct verbiage. Because it's always been misinterpreted. Yeah. But here she's actually saying stuff with that meaning. Like, purposely yeah. flirting. But, but not in a way, to, way. to use her. Yeah. But then I think this is where she learned, like, those are the words that get 
the right yeah. reaction. It's yeah. this is definitely the tipping point because mm-hmm. uh, poor poor put upon Saudi. Like she's very put upon. And it's interesting that the tipping point is with the only girl trying to deny. Yeah. It. And it's the only one she really cares about too. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it so much like worse. Worse, but also more realistic. Yeah. In a way, because I feel like you kind of there are certain people in your life that you are more likely to take advantage of because you trust them more, so you it feels like it's okay Yeah. when you shouldn't because they're the ones <laughs> that you care I, about the most. It's kind of hard, I think, for her to understand that she's even taking advantage of this yeah. person because she thinks that it just feels it's like not a affecting little favor her. that yeah, isn't going to be a Yeah, because she doesn't know that uh, Sayori's into girls. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Eureka asks her, like, you know, hey, you know, do you think it'd be okay if I use the community, the dorm baths, basically? Because she's been, you know, kind of skimping on her baths because she doesn't have money to go to outside public bath. So she asks her and asks her if she can come over later and stay over and have a place to be. So Sari says yes. And <laughs> you want to talk about it? Oh, uh, no, I just really like You just really like stage. it? Yeah. It's very it cute. <laughs> But, uh, again... And then, this is my favorite picture of the entire volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, uh, of course, you know, Eureka's inviting herself, you know, into Saori's place saying, like, you know, oh, you know, like, somewhere we can, you know, talk more in private and stuff like that. And Saori's falling for this and, like, interpreting it in a romantic way. And, of course, but I'm not into all that Yuri stuff, you know? As she's yeah. drooling. She, yeah, she's thinking about, like, oh, she's going to come over later. I need to change my sheets, which probably gets her thinking about sexual things. And yep. so her nose just starts gushing blood. Yep. That whole perverted thought thing. Like, and she's blushing and Eyes drooling. tearing up. Like, everything on the face that can produce liquid is doing oh, it. Oh, no. It's every so emotional gross. face fluid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I know the title of this episode now. <laughs> oh, no. Emotional face fluid. <laughs> But, um, so Eureka goes off to take a bath, and she's excited for it, and, like, going to a public bath is nice. And, uh, she walks in, and it's a goddamn lesbian orgy. Yay. Now, are they actually, like, like, well, I mean... Well, I'm... Girls I, are, like, washing each other this very is, This sexually. is sexual. One girl is mounting another yeah. while she's bent over to soap up her boobs. Yeah, but. this girl's holding this other girl by the chin. Like, there's no misinterpreting. They're... They're lesing out. Yeah. Uh, also, the bathhouse is decorated with, um... Uh, a certain type of flower way. all over the wall. Yeah, what kind of flower what could it possible? be? What possible? What flower? But yeah, so Yuriko's just like, fuck, I'm just trying to take a bath. And everyone gets really excited when they see her. They're like, oh my gosh, she's made an appearance. We're so lucky. She's here. She's got a new bottle. (laughs) Yep. Shampoo bottle this time. Uh, So the girls are like, you know, I want to, you know, wash your hair, wash your back. Um, And of course, the pollinate me now line (laughs) comes up again. So yeah, a couple of girls are talking out in the changing area about like, oh, do you hear like, you know, Eureka has a girlfriend now and they're just about to walk in and... But they do say like, oh, too bad she has a girlfriend because I want to have sex with her at least once. Yes. Yeah. And they walk in and all... Eureka's running out and all the rest of the women that were in the bath are just fucking spent. They're, They're like, all just, like, piled on top of each other with, like, 
it looks like lewd fluids everywhere, but yes. it's also a bathhouse. It's, yeah, and it's definitely her shampoo. they're just exhausted, just, like, piled on top of each other in weird, lazy sexual positions, kind of. Yeah. And uh, the girls coming in. Oh, yeah. Fatality. <laughs> yeah. Because she's walking out of the bathhouse with, like, shadow over the top half of her eyes, you know? Like, it's very... Still holding the shampoo bottle. Yeah. And it's angled at a very good way. <laughs> and a girl clinging to her leg. Like, no, don't But it says me. fatality. It has so much, like, anime badass, like, She, like, trope KO'd to everybody yeah. with that shampoo bottle. And then... You know, the girls that were getting ready to come in are just like, oh, my God, the lily garden has been trampled. Like, Eureka just fucking went through and cleaned it out. <laughs> she got two lesbians up in there. Yep. I wonder if she even got to take her bath. Probably not. <sighs> but, yeah. It's basically sorry waiting up for her and she's late. It's like, oh, what could that scoundrel be up to? What on earth? But you know what she's up to. Yeah, and she's tr- she's trying not to think about it, but also can't stop thinking about it. And she's getting really jealous, but then trying to remind herself, I don't care. I think, and then, like, the next two or three chapters mm-hmm. tend to follow the exact same thing of Sayori trying not to care, and then... But actually caring. Yeah. And then the main character kind of being confused of, like, why do you care? It's basically the rest of the manga. Yeah. yeah. The the only things that are kind of more introduced is that she slowly starts falling more comfortable in using people. Yes. Except not Sayori. She, she doesn't want to use Sayori. She starts doing it intentionally. Um, yeah. And then there, it's just little plot points that they try to, to work out. Like, all of a sudden they find out that she's staying at the dorms uh, yeah. because she loses her house. And yeah. she's not allowed to stay at the dorms. Mm-hmm. And so... Then she seduces the headmaster of the dorms and the, the dorm ma- mama. <laughs> yeah, and then so the <laughs> headmaster yes. decides that you can have pets at the dorm. So she's a pet. Yeah. Oh, but the best part of chapter six, which is the dorm, uh, ma- the dorm mother one, is that it's where Yuri- Eureka goes fully into the gigolette lifestyle, and she comes up with her fucking JoJo pose. Oh, um, yeah, her gigolette yeah, JoJo yeah. pose. I'll and... show her the power of a gigolette, um, and that becomes wait, the new catchphrase. Wait, is it, like, the same pose Yu-Gi-Oh does? Like, the hand over the face? Kind of like the holding the card thing? Yeah, like, Yu-Gi-Oh holds his cards, and then the other hand is over, he- yeah, held over the head, it's I It's very much like a, like, shonen yeah. protagonist thing. Uh, what's cool, though, is it's very detailed of the drawing, and each time they do it, it's slightly, like, it's a different angle or pose, or not, mm-hmm. the pose is still the same, but it's very, um, they don't reuse art a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. When sh- God, being an artist and doing this, you usually want to any chance you can, but they don't, and it's it's good. Um, yeah, so from here on out, it's pretty much just different sexual encounters with different types of characters that fit into different mm-hmm. fetishes, kind of. Yeah, there's a law student. Um, she almost gets fucking sued. Well, yeah, this is what I want to talk about touch on because this is my favorite chapter was the law student yeah um girls are joking about being victims and like it's just a joke to the girls but a law student hears that and decides to try to help those girls out by suing her so then our protagonist has to figure out how is she going to handle this situation she goes oh of course i'll just manipulate and seduce the law student and she goes to it and she realizes that Law Student is like one of the goody goody naive girls. So she'll play kind of the badass. And she starts with that. And she's like, I don't care what happens to my victims. And then she puts on this like 
face that looks like very sad and tormented and the law student eats it up like <laughs> oh this girl's in pain and um, there's a thought bubble and she's just like no I'm just hungry when she, <laughs> it's kind of like a narrative played off a communication she's of their thoughts hungry. so like it, it didn't actually happen like that but it's a fun just like storytelling device yeah mm-hmm. but what happens and this is why at the very beginning of the episode when you were explaining all the different flower stuff I like gassed because uh, she doesn't recognize herself as a lily, but as a rose yeah. having thorns. And she can't help it, but like people get hurt around her because yeah. of her thorns. And so she ends up seducing the law student. And the law student knows that she's being seduced and like kind of manipulated. But she's like, I can't blame her. She's just a rose. But the, the whole conversation has... um. And it's all just bullshit manipulating stuff, but it has a lot of, like, kind of in-depth thought to it. Yeah. And so that's why it was my favorite. Yeah, I definitely think that's one of the better chapters within having read everything that's translated and available. Like, that was one of the best chapters, because yeah. you really see Eureka kind of scheming and kind of yeah. falling into... Mm-hmm. And it's one of the chapters that's already in the established story, so there's not going to be much new. It's kind of a lot of repeats, but it shows that even in those, like just continuing the story chapters, there's interesting things happening. Mm -hmm. Um, But since we're, since we just talked about my favorite, do you you two have like favorite spots you want to highlight on? Um, I really like the saga and it comes up in later chapters of where she's working at the hostess club, because that is again, just a smorgasbord of, different types of girls. Um, I feel like that's the biggest thing that this has to offer is the different flavors of girl. Like, there's a fucking Yankee, like I a thought, biker chick. I thought the biggest yeah, thing was the G-Cup girl. She is uh, the biggest thing. Uh, sorry, go on. But, um, yeah, the different types of girls. And, like, the best thing about the whole hostess club thing is Eureka wants to work at a hostess club, and, you know, she figures, like, it'll be a chance to meet guys and kind of thing, but she's just not appealing with the guys. So what? how she ends up doing well in the hostess club is by seducing the different hostesses in it and making friends with them. And she even seduces like the owner of the hostess club. Yeah. But the best thing about it is the club is called Carmilla, which is the lesbian vampire, (laughs) the fucking lesbian vampire. (laughs) Like I want to know, like it goes deep, like all of like the lesbian, like illusions and stuff like that. It goes really deep in this for something being written by two presumably straight guys. Like, they know a lot about lesbians. Yeah. Besides what's like to actually be one. Yes. Or, you know, the whole massaging boobs makes them bigger yeah. thing. But it could have been one of those, like, um, they're they're writing the character, not the story there. Like, you know, yeah. th- like they know that's not true, but they're, they're playing into, like, a character might have that ignorance. It's kind of like we've yeah. identified sometimes a character will be misogynistic or a, the whole thing is misogynistic. Yeah, there's, like there's you can tell when the writer is versus like they want the character That's to true. be. Yeah. That's very true. But yeah, I really like the whole Carmilla Hostess Club saga of her seducing the top three girls and getting in good with them. And um, just the drama, the drama of that's really good. That ends up playing kind of into the rest of the story of uh, Eureka has to seduce, um, you know, just all these different people. I just really like it. I really liked that saga. That was my favorite. Erin? Mine was actually the last one that we talked about um, where she met her childhood friend because you kind of see different sides of her in that one. I also really liked the 
animation with the bathhouse, and I thought it was a funnier situation. It was something about that being chapter four. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also a drawing where, like, it just showed a really, like, disturbed face with dark shading. I feel like chapter four actually pushes the art style. There, There's more experimentation yeah, in I that. I agree. It just and was visually more interesting, and then also there was a lot of a lot more character yeah. things happening. In I that feel one. like that that comes from the artist who actually is drawing this, just getting comfortable doing this. They they know what it is, and so now they can play they're, with it more. They're getting into their jigglers. Yes. <laughs> Not only are the characters just becoming comfortable with their uh, you know downhill morals, <laughs> but uh, the artist is getting more comfortable at yeah. illustrating it all. But yeah, there's like little sagas. There's like I'd say like the first. Um, Probably up until she does the whole I'll show you the power of a gigolette thing is like one little arc. Yeah, and the then intro. Yeah, and then there's the little middle arc of her, like including the lawyer chapter, and then also another girl shows up who's the Casanova, um, Akane, the little kind of gothic Lolita flavored girl who's a, also a lady killer. And these are chapters of volumes. Yeah. And yeah. So I, there's I a lot of content. saw a little bit of the Lolita one and I, like, I got all excited. I love all the frilly dresses and everything. Yeah, me too. And yeah, I'm like, oh, they're so cute. They <laughs> add tags through, like, new things happen. So, like, yeah. I saw cross-dressing's a tag in yes. some of the later chapters. Yeah. Or, like, volumes and chapters. Yeah. That comes up in the Hostess Club segment because Eureka's working her way through the top three girls and... The number one girl does not like women because she feels like being good at her job turns women off from her. Like, they treat her poorly, so she's mm. kind of closed her heart to women. So Eureka tries to seduce her by cross-dressing as a guy kind of thing. Oh, but it kind of so, okay. backfires kind of thing. But, yeah... Number one hostess's nickname is being, like, a man-sucking vampire. Like, she's really good at her job, but really alienates herself from other women. Eureka kind of sees her as a kindred spirit of being, like, you know, I guess maybe putting people off kind of thing. Um, which she's never able like it, to do. Yeah, it's, like, not necessarily wanting to do that, but yeah. you're good at this thing, which ends up alienating you. Yeah. I'm sure she admires that to a certain point then. Yeah. So... I remember you were saying one thing you wanted to touch on is how uh, this is beyond, like, Ichi? Ichi? Yeah. Um, you know, it can be considered not as hardcore as some of the more popular, like, hentai manga yeah. out there. Because, it, you know, as Aaron said before, it's really only, like, waist-up nudity. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you never see any genitals and everything's, like, censored yeah, with flowers when it happens. Yeah, it's more about situational things then. It's like a foreplay one. Yeah, and I think some of that probably has to do, unfortunately, with the perception of girl on girl, of it maybe being not the same level of yeah, horniness being innocent. Yeah. as, mm -hmm. like, het relationships. Yeah, you, you have to wonder, like, if these writers and artists were doing, a, like, a heterosexual thing, would they have gone more explicit because they yeah. feel like that's the only situation that can yeah. be more explicit. And one thing I know that... I have noticed as being more mainstream is if they do take a girl and then they let her like be full sexual and that she ends up being in kind of more a submissive role yeah. with a man. So it's like if a girl wants to, you know, completely express her sexuality, then it can only be if it's for a man instead almost, of just on, yeah. on her own. Almost as though the only way she can experience the full spectrum is if it's handed to her from a masculine position. <laughs> right. 
so yeah, um, even hentai has a long way to go for some <laughs> heterosexual norms, but I feel like because it's a lot, um, mm, not a lot, but it's easier to produce an illustrated like hentai manga than it is a full on live action porn with storytelling yeah. um, that can have any credibility. Cause a lot of times, especially in America, like if you're thinking live action porn with story, you're just thinking it's going to be a joke. Yeah. Um, so the last real big arc of the stuff that's been translated is this mystery that's going on on campus. And Scooby-Doo comes. Yes, Scooby-Doo comes. He, he comes. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but uh, so a girl from the dorms goes missing and the suspect is this woman known on campus as the madam. She's an exchange student from Hong Kong named Cecilia Chen. And she runs this club called the Xi'an Club, which is supposed to be just like this elite club. But the dean suspects that it's um, basically a front for lesbian prostitution ring. And that's where the missing girl went. Um, so Eureka is behind on her tuition and the dean enlists her because of her jiggle up power prowess <laughs> to investigate, to infiltrate the Xi'an club and solve the mystery. And the dean's name is Toru and Eureka, he's pretty like cute and Eureka is totally like has the fucking hots for him. So she's like, okay, yeah, I'll do this free tuition, hot guy. Um, and yeah, I'll do this. This is fine. And kind of sucks because, like, you know, we were talking about, like, how a lot of these girls are very, can't talk, fit into very specific tropes of, like, you know, biker chick, um, like, kind of traditional, like, kind of wifey type. This girl, Cecilia, the madam, fits into that stereotypical Chinese dragon lady, wears, like, the, like, Chinese dress and things like that. The power glare. Yeah, she's (laughs) exotic and it's a little, a little uncomfortable. But um, she also uses her ancient Chinese lovemaking arts. Was it 5,000 years, 5, of, Chinese years of Chinese history? Chinese history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she keeps saying, like, you know, she's fucking this girl and says, like, let me infuse you with my chi. And basically oh, like, wow. gets girls hooked on, like, you know, that's how she gets girls lured into the ring is because she's really good at she's fucking got- them. And she has that over them. Um, it's not that the girls are held there against their will. It's that they want to fuck Cecilia. So she has lesbian chi. Yes. <laughs> so what's going to be stronger, the the lesbian chi or the horny pheromones? Yes. Or lesbian pheromones. And that's basically what it's going to come down to. But um, Eureka infiltrates the club and the girl basically tells her she wants to leave but isn't going to leave because the sex is so good. Um, and too good to give up is what she says. Um, and Eureka actually gets a meeting with Cecilia and says, like, oh, let's join forces. And so it's like, all right, on the condition that you satisfy these three blacklisted clients that are, like, the worst clients for the club that she won't send any girls to because they're fucking terrible. So that's the next saga is um, Interesting. Eureka trying to fuck these blacklisted clients to get in good with Cecilia and, like, part of the scheme. And you're kind of wondering, like, is she going to actually join forces with her and turn evil? She could be an evil lesbian. Like, who knows? Is it evil? Is it, though? Yeah. <laughs> it's just powerful. Yeah. <laughs> they fuck them too good. You have to be evil. But, I mean, it kind of sucks, though, because she is, like, prostituting these girls yeah. out to clients. But, I mean, like, it's not completely against their will but she's manipulating them so yeah you know it's like uh the horny magic like 
It's mm-hmm. against their will, just yep. because the, the magic ghost, does it all. Horny yep. magic. Yeah. Weird bubble gum. Yeah, yep. bubble gum powers. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Constant theme. But uh, the Dean shows up at the Xion Club, and he's in drag, dressed as a woman. So that's where one of our, another one of our cross-dressing okay. drags comes from. And he apologizes to um, Eureka about kind of sending her in a dangerous situation. Says, like, I'm going to stay with you and be your bodyguard and pretend, you know, to be in drag. And, like, he's going to, like, look out for her kind of thing. And he drives her to meet the clients. And the first client is... A woman named Minako, and it turns out that she's the wife of a Yakuza. So everybody's afraid to oh. sleep with her because the husband's known as being super jealous. And, like, if he catches her with somebody, he's going to kill that partner. So it's been a liability thing. Wow. And she's got the full, like, tattoo on the back kind of thing. Um, so Eureka's, like, really freaked out about this. Like, she fears for her mortality. So this gets kind of intense. Yes, it does. Um <laughs> Suddenly, all of a fucking sudden, of course, the husband comes home. Of course. And Eureka's too scared, and she does see this as a potential turn-on of, like, using fear, like, fear horny kind fear of horn. thing. Um, Is there other kinds? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she hides under the covers and is fucking the wife, and the husband comes in to talk to the wife, like, oh, like, I came home so you could make me lunch, and she, And she's like, oh, she's like, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not feeling good. Like explaining the redness and being kind of flushed as fever. And he buys it. He's like, well, I'll just go out and go eat and leaves. (laughs) And then she's like, oh, well, you can fuck me properly now. Didn't even offer her soup. Yeah. Asshole. Yeah. (laughs) So she succeeds in taking care of that blacklisted client. So the scary Yakuza wife. Um... So the next chapter opens with Eureka and Toru, the dean. Um, you know, he's going to protect her. They're sharing a bed. And Eureka is, you know, like, super excited because she's, like, you know, she really likes him. And they're, like, she cuddles up to him. Well, when she wakes up in the morning, he's cuddled up against her. So she's all... <gasps> oh. So she's all excited. The problem I'm having here... Is that he was unconscious. Is that I can only picture him as Dean Pelton from Community. <laughs> Because that's the only he... Dean I know. <laughs> oh my god! Because gosh. Dean Pelton would cross-dress yeah. to, like, go into, like, a whorehouse and, like, figure out what's <laughs> yeah. going on. That's somehow better, though. <laughs> um, so, nothing happens, of course, but, you know, she's, like, her little heart's beating because she's all excited. like, the first time she's yeah. ever had yeah. any, like, physical yeah. she's contact from excited. a guy. She's very excited. Guy interest. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, he's unconsciously sleeping, so... Take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. So the next client is a mo- um, is a model called Mana, and she's known as the Change Demon oh. because she immediately says change whenever a girl's sent to her because she doesn't like them because she has really high standards. She's like, I'm oh. a model. I can get with really hot women. Like, I want someone to thrill me. It's like those real life Tinder videos where they just like swipe and f- like to the person's face to be like, next, yeah, next. <laughs> So, you know, Eureka shows up and she's just like, whatever, like, you know, like, oh, you're cute, but like, you know, I could have anybody. And so Eureka tries this tactic of telling her this fucking bullshit story about how she was out in the mountains looking for Matsutake mushrooms when she got attacked by a bear. Oh my. <laughs> um, and how she got, you know, out of the bear attack by using her gigolette powers what? on the bear. She didn't fuck the bear. Don't what? worry. But she like grappled the bear in like a sensual embrace 
And when the bear was, like, you know, caught off guard, she kissed the bear and disarmed the bear and was able to leave. Oh, my goodness. But this is a bullshit story, of course. And, um... (laughs) So Mana, Mana doesn't buy it. She's like, what the actual fuck? Next time we're late to something, we have to come up with it. <laughs> yeah, a bear, a Matsutake bear story. Sorry, yeah. I seduced a bear and left <laughs> it hanging. Yeah, but Mana's like, what the fuck about it? And then Eureka says something about, like, planning a bear slay, her famous bear slaying kiss on her. And Mana fucking falls for bear it. And she slays her. Kiss. Her bear slaying kiss, because that's how she slayed the bear, was by kissing the bear. Interesting. So. She's so my she, hero. Yeah. <laughs> the bullshit story was pretty great. Like, it was really I'm assuming it's all illustrated out. It's all too. illustrated oh. out. It's oh, really yes. funny. I, I'll be finishing all of this. Yeah. Like, I'm so involved, I'll be reading the yeah, rest of this. Yeah, it's really good. It's excited. worth <laughs> It's really worth finishing. And this is in chapter 22, if you want to skip ahead for the Matsutake Bear seducing story. I'm getting it all. I mean, it's worth I'll it. skip ahead. It's worth it to go through the progression, but I don't blame you if you want to skip ahead, because this is, it's really good. That's really good. Gotta get that bear content at yep. least. Yeah. Bear love. Yeah. PL. So. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, so... We're fur adjacent now. Fur adjacent <laughs> by association. Yeah. Um. But the next chapter, um, Toru the Dean, Eureka, and Akane, the Gothic Lolita Casanova chick, um, are talking about, um, kind of how to take Cecilia down and what they're going to do. And Eureka still has to go meet the last of the Blacklisted. I was going to say, there's a three. Yeah, there's three. But they're still kind of talking about, like, what they're going to do because they've only got one more person to take down. Um, So the last client is a really cute kind of girl that wears kind of, like, similar to the style of clothing that I wear, kind of Otomeke. Like, really cute, really frilly, girly clothing. And her name's Nene. And she's really cute, completely unassuming. And Eureka thinks, like, oh, this is going to be fucking easy. Um, and the girl says, let me go get changed. I'm going to leave you to listen to some music. And she's having her listen to Wagner's Flight of the Valkyries. Oh, that's okay. unsettling. <laughs> so when she comes back, she's all tied up in shibari and the ropes. Okay. She has panties on her face and is <laughs> riding on a wooden horse. So it turns <laughs> out that she's a big pervert and she's just scared off any other potential girls and that's why she's been blacklisted. So Eureka keeps trying her tactics, but it's just not getting through to this pervy Nene girl. She's not enough, yeah, right? Yeah, she's not enough. And mind you, Nene, when Eureka first came in, everything was normal. She served her tea and stuff. Eureka suddenly feels like she's got a fucking and she's like did my tea get drugged what's going on and oh. she's like can we put a pause in this so i can go to the bathroom and nene's like oh it's right here and she whips out a little kid toilet like bitch is kinky oh, oh wow <laughs> um and suddenly luckily before this turns into you know golden shower territory favorite. Yeah. Oh. um sorry busts in to save the day and she comes in wearing panties on her face she knew. Um, saying how she used to be, like, Nene, like, thirsty, just looking for any sort of, you know, like, glimpse of affection or something. Like, she's thirsty and pervy. And that if she continues that perviness, like, it's a, a step on the path to pure Yuri. Like, it's like a transitional stage kind of thing. Like, it can change into, like, a pure love. It's so your again, horny pupa. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and again, that more girl-girl 
love is pure bullshit yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> Putting it back on the pedestal. Yeah, and Nene realizes that, like, oh, I'm, she's only like this because she really wants to smell the scent of the girl that she used to be into. Like, that's what set her on her pervy path. And Sari snaps her out of it. Um, and She just talked him down. Yeah, she talked her down. She successfully, like, de-escalated a very intense situation. But that wouldn't work on a bear. Yeah, not on a bear. You gotta use that bear <laughs> slaying kiss. So, third blacklisted client taken care of. Um, the chapter ends with Cecilia. She's in bed with this girl named Megumi, who hasn't shown up before. From Crash Bandicoot? Sure. Um, <laughs> but she she's trying to get Megumi to join her ring, but Megumi declines um, because she says she's like, I already have feelings for somebody else. It turns out she really has feelings for Eureka, someone college campus. Yeah. And the chapter ends with Cecilia revealing that she can use her love-making arts to steal chi from people. So <gasps> she steals chi from Megumi. Like, she, before she was, like, implanting, like, chi, the horny chi the into horny them. Chi. But the Lord giveth, and the Lord can taketh away. <laughs> so what chi does she steal? Um, just her energy. Like, she just okay. makes her weak. So um, she has more energy for pervy things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the reason why she's stealing cheese is going to come up real soon. Because she's a succubus. Yes. Basically. Um, so, Sari came in and saved Eureka, and Sari, like, fucking goes off on Eureka saying, like, you know, I'm always bailing you out. Yeah. And, you know, how Eureka's always treating her like shit and is always bailing on her to fuck other girls. And Accurate. Eureka says, like, you know, I'm just doing it to get my tuition covered. And Sari tells Eureka, like, you can drop out of school. I'll take care of you. Like, I just want to see you happy. Like, I can take care of you. You don't have to do all of this. I'm assuming Eureka still has no idea that Sari is, like, Sayori is, like, into her. Yeah, and she kind of, like, when Sari tells her, like, hey, I'll support you and take care of you, like, Eureka's kind of taken aback. She's like, I don't really know how to take this proposal. It's a proposition of, yeah. like, I'll take care of you kind of thing of you know cohabitation especially thing. she's gotten so used to the only way she can be taken care of is by like using her body yeah, to, yeah. you know earn for herself so back at the Xion club Akane's still there and she's uh, kind of skulking around sneaking around saying something about like how she's gonna like pick up on girls there and she runs into Cecilia's bodyguard who's like stereotypical kind of cutesy lowly type girl but with like the buns the little chinese buns mm -hmm. and the little dress thing and her and akane actually look kind of similar just different flavors of that and akane finds the bodyguard cute and they start fighting like kind of duking it out and then the bodyguard starts using these fucking emotional warfare tactics and starts pretending like they're like in like a domestic spat it's <laughs> really weird like she starts pretending like she's like this battered wife oh no to like tug at akane's heart strings and like um emo or like emotionally manipulate her like what the fuck like it just all of a sudden and akane even says something about like is this like a domestic violence thing like i don't understand Interesting. The writers definitely know how to portray manipulation. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But they end up, you know, getting together, and Akane learns from the bodyguard that Cecilia's real objective in running the Xion Club is to steal chi to keep herself beautiful. So yes, she is a succubus, but she steals chi <laughs> yeah. to keep herself beautiful. So less of a like demon magical succubus, but more of a like grounded in like 
you know, chi and yeah. and such. I'm still pretty much like a succubus. Yeah, They yeah. get their energy. Yeah, from... it's it's for sure su- a succubus, but I was just saying, like, le- less magical in yeah. the, like, definition and, and try to ground yeah. it more. Yeah. But, I mean, even chi yeah. is still, like, fantastical. And it's very yeah. much portrayed in that, ooh, mystical, mm-hmm. you know... Chinese, ancient Chinese secret yeah. thing, and it's a little yikes. But we're not going to see her sprout wings. No. But, but she has the core of what a succubus yes, is. Yes, exactly. So, as um, Akane and the bodyguard are talking, like, this is after they've, like, you know, gotten involved sexually. Cecilia breaks in and hears the bodyguard telling Akane that. She's like, oh, I'm going to fucking take it out on you, too, sexually. <laughs> of course. How else <laughs> as do she things? do. And the beginning of the next chapter opens with Cecilia talking about how the girl before Megumi, how she, Cecilia had made her pretty through sex. And that's what she's ultimately done by having sex with these girls. She's like, I've made you more beautiful, more desirable. And how she herself became beautiful through sex. So she sees it as a win-win. Yes. Um, And then it cuts to Sari and Eureka again. Sorry if it's a fucking leash on Eureka so she can't run off. Um, like and, an actual leash? Yeah, like an actual leash. And Eureka... Yay. I mean, she's her pet. Yeah, right? yeah. That's she is her pet. Um, but Eureka's, like, trying everything she can think of to, like, get out of this situation. And she brings up, like, oh, like, let's just relax. Let's just go on a nice vacation. What if we went to Canada? And <laughs> Sari's mind goes to, wait a minute, gay marriage is legal in foreign countries like <gasps> Canada. Oh, my God, is she proposing to me? So, like, she's, like, all doki-doki ah. over, like, the <laughs> proposal, and the friends are all flutter, and then all these girls show up that are basically, like, with these false pregnancy claims about Eureka, like, oh, she impregnated me. One of the girls is carrying a baby. It turns out it's a fucking doll, <laughs> but, like, they're all getting mad, and sorry, rather than fucking beat the shit out of Eureka and get upset about it, she's just like, oh, I apologize for my husband's bad behavior. She's just, like, in pure bliss of this proposal. Oh that wasn't goodness. a proposal. She's just so washed over with the power yeah. of gay love. Yeah, that... she's just so excited about it. Don't tell us how it ends with them, though. Okay. okay. It, it doesn't. It doesn't end. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't end. They're still translating. So don't worry. Okay. Oh, so. sorry. I didn't mean to hit you. Yeah. I didn't mean we to get strike you. Very vocal with our hands. Yeah. On this podcast. Yeah. Many well, times days... I've scared milk. <laughs> oh, well, that's more of a PTS thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, one of these days we'll have to we'll have to live stream like an episode on a like Instagram or something, so you can mm-hmm. see how vocal and movement you are, and everyone can see how much I cower constantly <laughs> like, in the corner. The small chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the Chihuahua of the podcast. <laughs> Aaron's more like the Doberman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Sari's writing that high of being proposed to. Um, suddenly, the door mama, Yukimura, bursts in saying that Megumi's sick and she's in the hospital and she's fainted and they go to check on her and it's because she's had her cheese stolen. Um, and Eureka decides that she's gonna like figure out a way to get rid of the ch- or the cheese stealing demon and kind of solve the case once and for all <laughs> except for she she says she's like i'm gonna go team up with cecilia and she just runs off and they're like what the fuck like what the fuck's going on like why are you gonna team she's up like with yes her? yeah i want this to happen to everybody Love yeah me. <laughs> so it turns out beautiful simple eureka has decided that she's gonna take over the xion club by mm-hmm. besting cecilia but then like, and then let the girls go Okay, I was going to say, but, like, take it over and then keep going with it? <laughs> no, 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 take it over. She's going to be the hero. And then reform it. Yes. I would have okay. gone away if it wasn't for you young gigolo. <laughs> Gig- <laughs> Gigolettes. 
But yeah, so she decides to take over the Xion Club and fight against Cecilia. So she quickly starts her work of seducing Cecilia. And she figures out pretty quickly that controlled breathing is a big part of chi. And to get Cecilia hot and bothered and breathing heavily is going to fuck with her control of chi. And is going to make her weak and vulnerable. How would you ever get someone to breathe heavily? I don't know. Plane kiss. <laughs> with a bear's lane kiss. Yep. And then steaming. Down on her yep. bear. So this is the part of the manga where it starts turning into very much like a shoujo manga battle. And they even comment it on it at one point. Yeah. Like that it's getting very like... Yeah. Kind of, or sorry, not shoujo. Shonen. Very shonen, shonen manga <laughs> Right up there with Naruto. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but yeah. So the battle continues into the next chapter. And Eureka's goal is to... Um, or to seal Cecilia's lovemaking arts for good. It's like that. Seal her lovemaking arts for. Is she gonna seal up her vagina? Uh, <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? Just here? her powers. Just her vaginal powers. <laughs> so she's trying all kinds of different techniques. Like she's pretending. She has this stupid shit where she sits down in in a chair and is pretending to drive a car. Like it's weird. Um, I'm she hot starts, just thinking about she it. She starts talking about like all the ringtones that she has for all these different girls, oh. and Cecilia's kind of getting hot and bothered by some of this. And then she the 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 linchpin in this, which might be even slightly better than the bear chapter, is she tells her what her ringtone is. And the translator's note for what the ringtone is is that. It's the theme from Emmanuel, which is, like, a softcore porno film from <laughs> the 70s. Um, and she quickly, like, while Cecilia's disarmed, quickly, like, gets out of, like, an arm lock and slips a ring on her finger. She's like, oh, girls love presents kind of thing. <laughs> and just, like, putting the Mac on Cecilia. And mind you, while this whole thing is going on, there's smoke in a burning building. Like, there's fire going on inside the building. So there's the danger thing. So many uh, things are happening. A lot of things are happening. And <laughs> so they're kind of, the other girls there are just like, is this the right time for this? The building's on fire. Don't we need to fucking get out? And the dean finds out it's actually the bodyguard and Akane with a little, like, grill fanning the flames <laughs> For smoke to Just kind to of imply danger, to set imply danger to, to set the mood, because <laughs> making the situation dire. They call it like a like like a bridge. Like I don't remember what the exact name for it is. Something about like a bridge like situation of yeah, making it seem more a dangerous. bridge to Hornabithia, basically. <laughs> but yeah, to basically get her aroused and like all of this happening works, and she succeeds in seducing Cecilia. Well, um, oh maybe I should make the nymphomercial like theme song available as a ringtone, so you guys can all try to make people horny with it. Yeah, <laughs> go get a Fan George smoke, kiss bears. Yeah, go get some. Go get a vape. Yeah, <laughs> squirt mayonnaise on people and yeah. lick it off. <laughs> but that's basically the conclusion of that arc. And the last two chapters were kind of disappointing. It's not the end of the manga, so it's not spoiling anything. But, like, the chapter after that, Eureka leaves a note for Cecilia saying that she took over, successfully took over the club and that she let all the girls free. So kind of finalizing yeah, it. Yeah, finalizing it. And then it turns into kind of this interaction between Eureka and Toru talking, and it's kind of like, a, oh, like, is it going to go to more? And then they're eating food together, and Toru basically hits Eureka with the I see you like a guy kind of line, and that's shut down. Hmm. So. Maybe he likes guys. Yeah. 
but he just sees her as like a friend kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so for the first time, she gets her heart broken because she actually thought she had a chance with somebody. Yeah. Um, and so, then yeah. Eureka's fucking dad shows up. But he doesn't look like he did in the beginning because he's Short and fat. He's like tall and hot. He kind of looks what? like a male version of Eureka. It might have been that like maybe we saw him like through he her felt... own eyes, like because she was uh, on the phone with him. No, not necessarily because oh. she comments on that. She's like, "Oh, you got thin." He's like, "Yeah, running from the debt collectors." And then also she's like, "But your hair." He's like, "Oh, it's like fake hair." Oh my goodness. So that so happens. If you get in a lot of debt, you get hot. Yeah, yeah just basically. Get, get hot and the debt collectors can't find you. Yeah. <laughs> Run and, and you'll get taller and more attractive. The very last chapter was kind of disappointing. The last, the tax for it was het. Yeah. So. It sounds to me like because the chapter just before that, chapter 27, introduces this heartbreak. I feel like the reason in 28 it's the dad, it's kind of that whole, like, we just kind of set up what's going to lead into the end of the story. Yeah. So we're going to get some of the, like, twists and turns and side plots yeah. out of the way. So they're going to do some fun. And then at the end of that volume, it will, because um, 28 is the first chapter of yes. volume four. Yes. So I, I figure volume four is probably going to be a lot of, like, bullshit, like, kind of dumb, like, out of the mm -hmm. way things. Yeah. And then chapter five will probably be the conclusion of yes. our story. But um, all that happens in chapter 28 is that um, <laughs> Eureka's dad kind of talks about, like, how he got there. And he basically has this story and. I think it's another lie. It's another fantastical bear slaying story about how he fucks the Japanese equivalent of like death at like the river sticks. And what? he's telling he's telling this to the mama of the hostess club. And then he ends up seducing her and they fuck. So that's where the Oh my thing goodness. Comes I from. mean It's not explicit though. The apple doesn't fall yes. far from the bear slayer? Yeah, and I think, <laughs> I think that's the point of it, is that to show, like, how similar they are, and I don't know, like, you and I were talking about it earlier about how, like, maybe it's all gonna come to a head of something between her and her dad competing, I don't know. Something, yeah. See who can sleep with the most women, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, like, even... Her dad had many years of a head start. This is true. But, yeah, the last chapter wasn't explicit or anything, even though, you know, it was... Hetero. Het, yeah. So... so? It's still in the same vein of little show titties, but yeah. it's, it's more story with a little bit of sexual... Uh, Attention? Well, imagery, I was yeah. going to say, for the viewer. Yeah, because there, there's definitely sexual tension. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where this, this goes. Same. Especially because, like, I had started reading it years ago, like, in 2012, maybe? 2011, yeah. 2012? And, like... I had forgotten about it until you had brought up, like, hey, you want to be on the podcast and think of something. So it was fun revisiting it, and it's fun to see where it's gone, and I want to know where the rest of it goes. I mean, even though it's been out for a long time. Yeah. But. We'll have to do, uh, a, like, another episode once it's all done yeah. in, in English. Conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. It's really worth checking out. Um, I feel like, despite it being written, uh, basically lesbian flavored but being written by guys i feel like it was not horrible like it didn't make me feel bad yeah, you're still able to enjoy it and not feel too alienated yeah i think the comedy helped a lot with yes that. definitely lots of funny moments i know every now and then it would start to get a little bit cringy for me and then something funny would happen yep. i'm like all right it's, I, i've calmed down yeah <laughs> i can continue yeah 
just like Eureka is just a really fun, ridiculous character, and it's fun to see her get like to grow into that gigolette identity and just yeah. seeing her embracing it. Because it really was like grown in. Like yeah. if mm-hmm. you really analyze the parts of the story, it shows how she got to each step. It wasn't yeah. just kind of like happened. Yeah. Uh, Which you know is the advantage of having something so long you can do that. Yeah. But even sometimes in long stories, they just kind of bullshitly quick to the yeah. new like personality traits i definitely feel like the characters in this are well developed even just the girls the the girl of the week i feel yeah. like are they're all decently developed yeah even though a lot of them are tropey they still put the time into yeah. like mm-hmm. developing their their personality and what they're going to say and do is believable yeah but yeah it's definitely worth checking out cool well um kelsey where can people find you um, I'm on Instagram as Lily Black and White. Yeah, if you follow our Instagram, which is just Nymphomercial, go to our the who we follow, and you're like one of seven, so <laughs> not hard to find I feel you. Special. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was fun. Like I said, like hentai is not my thing, but this is really fun revisiting this. It was really fun hanging out with you guys I mean, talking yeah. about it. I don't think hentai is for everyone to look at every single week, like we're forced yeah. to, but hentai is for everyone here yeah. and there, yeah. you know? doesn't hurt to go look at an anime titty or two. Yep. And then talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with your close friends. <laughs> all right. Well, for all the rest of you, go ahead and look at some anime titties and uh, good luck on your erotic adventures. Bye, guys. Don't worry.